This week's episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com/vga to get a free audiobook on us. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of Vigigame Apocalypse. As always, I'm your host, Michael Wikiparas Raparas. <laughs> With me in the studio are my podcasting partner... Ann Lewis. I don't have a nickname. Oh, that's true. And uh, joining us, as usual, is... Tyler, Tyler Wild Wild. <laughs> and making a triumphant return... Big Money Mark. <laughs> hey, Big Money Mark. Hey, guys. Good to see Glad you. Glad to again. be back. <laughs> just got so, it's so great to, to have you as a fixture on this podcast, Big Money Mark. <laughs> I just got done with my latest EP. You guys should check oh, that man. out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rare that a recording star like you uh, has the time to come into this uh, filthy, smelly kitchen and record a show with us. It you is know, this kind is where of I a came filthy, up smelly from. kitchen. This is where you came up from, this room? You know, I wasn't always Big Money Mark. I was just regular Money Mark. That's true. <laughs> well, I've never been any Money Mark, so... <laughs> it's my girl. <laughs> oh, of course. Right. Uh, I should have recognized, you know, I, the face. I just yeah. assumed you that you'd change your name after the, the woman at Extreme Pizza got it wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she did. She did. She just <laughs> called me Mark. She <laughs> did. Money Mark. Yes. Oh, well, the Big Money was just sort of inferred. So anyway, uh, we've got an interesting show for you this week. Some sad news that we'll address later on. But first, as always, uh, it's time to get to our top five, which this week, uh, for no particular reason, we decided to go with failed Lara Crofts. Number five. We were inhuman beings. Inside them? Butchers on a field full of corpses. <laughs> Corrupt and depraved. Yes, inside human beings. Yeah. We were in human oh, beings. Oh, this was uh, yeah. when she was in Osmosis Jones. Right. I think mm-hmm. when she was shooting blood cells. Strangely, that is not the new Lara Croft no, that, from Tomb Raider. No, even though it sounds exactly like That it. is uh, Violet Summer from, or is it Violet Summer? I forget. I don't know. From, she's uh, she's Velvet, English, so yeah. something fancy. Velvet Assassin. She's an English woman <laughs> in tight pants uh, with a gun, so she qualifies yeah, somehow. It's not super crofty. Uh, I mean, it's that's more of a stealth type game. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of sneaking around and stuff like that. So not super Lara Crofty, but eh, crafty enough. Yeah. She's very, she's so crafty. Female <laughs> crafty. English action hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Crofty. Has gun, kills only, Nazis. Only English one on this list, I yeah. think. I guess if Nazi killing were somehow a requirement, we could have gone with Blood Rain. But, you know, mm. Blood Rain's sort of successful. So, but the, in terms of failed... And also, this one Blood Rain. hits all the marks. I yeah. mean, you can't just be a female protagonist to be a failed Laura Croft. That's yeah. true. Blood Rain's nothing like Laura Croft, I no. don't think. Yeah. I mean, Velvet Assassin wasn't the worst game, but yeah, it wasn't It wasn't a phenomenal game. Okay. It wasn't a very good game, is the word I got you're bored. looking for. Yes. I yeah. got bored. I, I, I got bored in about maybe 10 an minutes. hour. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the quickest uh, under $10 games I saw after release at a Target. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Clearance section within the mile. Wow. I, I bought it on the Mac App Store for $3. There that you go. Wow. Velvet Assassin and Wet came out somewhat near oh, each other, what? didn't they? Yeah. I, I got those games confused a lot. But Wet was actually like, that had the potential to be fun because it was silly and in slow motion. Oh yeah, there was her weird was like, bullet time thing that yeah, she had. Laura Croft and Max Payne had a very angry baby. <laughs> Who walked around in lingerie. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas mm-hmm. this had such an interesting concept, the idea that like you're this spy and she's like lying with this these horrible wounds in a hospital bed mm-hmm. and just like remembering what she's been up to and all the horrible things yeah. that she's done. There was like something where like you, if you'd pick up a health pack, it would be like she was administering morphine to herself yeah, in real she life. T- the morphine makes it better. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like the pills that would ease the pain. Yes, it is. <laughs> huh. huh. Uh, all these people and their drugs. Vaccine mm-hmm. pain. Anyway. But yeah, she was a she was an English or a British soldier. Uh-huh, I think we've said that. Yes. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. What is she doing? Like chopping up a watermelon? I don't know if she's I don't know. There's explosions going off. She's yeah. We Winston Churchill's surrender. sitting there with a notepad, going, "This is great. Keep going. <laughs> this is good stuff." <laughs> yeah, it sounds like someone's reenacting something someone uh, wrote in a letter. Mm-hmm. I think that was Ken that was actually from the cinematic trailer, so it's just supposed to be all drama, 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 drama. drama. And drama. they even they even at the very end when she says, "We shall never surrender," they add that dramatic echo: "Surrender, surrender, surrender, surrender." <laughs> surrender. <laughs> <laughs> no, surrender, we should Dorothy. <laughs> we should surrender. Make it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, gadget. <laughs> no, that no. Sweet what? Surrender is all I have to give. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm quoting Sarah McLachlan now. <laughs> <laughs> this is sexy as all fuck. <laughs> Oh my god, that's terrifying. That's so scary. <laughs> Do that voice more often. New character, sexy Dr. Claw. I don't <laughs> sexy like sexy Dr. Dr. Claw. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think maybe I'm just jealous because uh, my voice doesn't do that. Who was that guy? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Busted into this filthy kitchen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was I'm probably sorry. already here under a pile of bottles. I, sh- I shouldn't be <laughs> ragging on your filthy kitchen as a guest. I feel bad now. Really? Slightly. Eh. Eh. Nah, don't worry. It about was it. clean not that long ago. Yeah. A tiny... It is probably the cleanest room in the house. Uh, good point. <laughs> it's it... probably true. Yeah. I do like the tiny yeah. compost bucket over there. It looks like it holds maybe six apple cores. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been used. <laughs> it's been used, just not for over a year. <laughs> Uh, so times. Velvet Assassin, we got anything more from that? Oh, yes. This is about her being sneaky. The main entrance was secured like the fear's bunker. Fortunately, every rat's nest has a second entrance. I had to try and find it. Oh, she's so delightfully British. Yes. Also interesting, she's based on a real person named oh, uh, yeah, Violette Zabo. I, I don't think she was British originally, but she was an actual Shrug. spy during World War II. I did remember hearing about yeah. that. And, and now right that I say that aloud, I realize like I've forgotten most of what I learned about her. <laughs> oh, well. Not as good as Bill Vita Assassin. Did That's she, true. Just, That's destroys true. that cheese product. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Is, is the velvet ever? It's like extreme? the equivalent of a halo killer, but in the dairy market. <laughs> is, it, is it just because she's a woman? I think and they call it soft? velvet assassin because she's a woman. Not because she wears like velvet pants. No, she doesn't wear velvet. She pants. wears leather pants a lot. Yeah. She, yeah, leather pants and leather jackets. Leather pants are hot. She's a fan. What are they saying? That women are soft. No, like it's velvet? like she's an assassin, but she's she's a pretty assassin. She's like a velvet she's glove sexy. Cast No, I don't like it. <laughs> That's sexist. Uh, eh. Eh. I don't know. If somebody was going to call me an assassin, I'm like, Velvet Assassin? That sounds hot. Yeah. I mean, uh, it yeah. does sound pretty God, hot. God, stop I mean, knocking me off my horse, which just so happens to be 
Caucasian like me. Girls are golden. Guys are like burled walnut. It's it's the horse with fourteen foot high legs. <laughs> I put a soapbox on top of the horse's back so I could get. You put stilts on the horse's hooves. That's what it has instead of horseshoes. You know what? We shouldn't make fun of actual issues. There are issues. Anyway, that's why right. they call it right. From... No. Well, the equivalent there's is they an call issue the guy with... from... We should be sad about issues. There's an issue with putting soapboxes on horses. <laughs> no, they don't like that. Peta is really angry. About no, I'm that. saying I, I shouldn't belittle people who who do make good points. Um, sometimes. Are we doing that now? No. Oh. Okay then. Okay. You know the guy from Thief is called Cedar Assassin, so that's ooh. <laughs> so every, really? maybe everybody's a different kind of assassin. Yeah. If you were an assassin, what kind of assassin <laughs> would you be? Question of the week. Well, <laughs> I would be. Uh, I think I would be like a seafoam green blanket assassin. No, I, you're <laughs> more of a Rachel. I think I'm kind of a Chandler assassin. <laughs> I'd be like an English napa leather assassin. I always felt more like a Phoebe. Come on, Mike. You're a Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a character I from feel like No, I went to Sex and City for that one. Oh, that uh, explains All I can think of is that, that Bruno scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move on? Oh, God. Please, yes. Number four. Sorry, boys. This is private. Damn. Should we kick them out? No way. Maybe the dress will fall off. Interesting tactic, Hannah. What uh, tactic? Shall uh, we continue? Mm. Be a good girl and go get Jin's package so we can get upstairs. Yeah, go get uh, his package. Uh, I actually like Hannah from Fear Effect. I actually like these games, but they there were just <laughs> two games like in the PS1 era, and then they went away forever. We've never seen anything of those characters or of that series ever since. There were rumors that there would be another one coming, but that never happened. Uh, but, but but they live on in every list article ever made by that's, every video game. That's true. So. That's true because you cannot not have something, some entry where two women kiss. <laughs> yes. Even if it's have, just for the cameras. You know, a whole hits, article buddy. about that. I'm not ashamed to have helped. I'm a little ashamed. To yeah. have I, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote that article. I, I have never feel. written an article not about two women slightly. kissing. <laughs> so what's up? You know, when I look back at my career and uh, mm. try to see if I can get it off Google, but... <laughs> uh, unlike you know Violet, Violet Assassin, Velvet Assassin, uh, Fear Effect was actually a pretty competent like Resident Evil style adventure game. Uh, the heroine was probably like not a direct ripoff of Lara Croft, but she would not exist if Lara Croft hadn't been successful. She was this sexy half Asian mercenary who walked around with like paired Uzis. Yep. And, yeah, and just shot at, like, what, like all kinds of weird monsters in that game. Like, it yeah. got more and more surreal as each one went on to the point where you were, like, fighting animated terracotta warriors. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sounds I like don't the know. mummy. She's, there are a lot of scenes where she's, like, wearing a bodysuit that's mostly unzipped, so she, it's just her bra, and she runs around in that. Oh, that's true. Um, for that one scene after the elevator, she takes off her top and she's just standing there topless. Mm-hmm. She just drapes it over the camera. All polygons. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight, boys. Here's my square tit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're round. Yeah, sort they of. They are round. They yeah. managed to Pointy, get that. Pointy, but it's just lots ha- of tiny she right angles. She doesn't have nipples, though. That's Which true. is weird. Well, you don't you don't see enough to see her well, nipples, but they, she's wearing that. She like, pulls her weird green dress yeah, down, and, and it's, it's like half, mostly off her boob. I'm like, there's like no nipple. That's so weird. Thin though. triangles going over her boobs. Yeah, it's well, very have you ever strange. never seen bottom nipples though? The ones that are like on the very bottom <laughs> of her boob. <laughs> yeah, that's what she had. 
I, common medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly. I have, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, got no, I got nothing. <laughs> but, you know, she, she does actually go on missions. Weeming Lamb is the daughter of the most powerful triad leader in Hong Kong. Gong, Asian, Hong Kong. If you reach his little runaway first, Lamb will pay us a handsome way to get her back. Of course, he'll want us dead as well. Speaking of that, there's one character in particular that she talks to quite a bit that has the funniest... Jin, who's in both games. He is in both games. That actually, the scene that we just played is right before they go rescue him, or she goes to rescue him. But yeah, Jin has the worst accent. Uh, we've got an unforeseen complication, Hama. Now listen carefully, I'm only going over this once. Trust me, Jin. The less I talk to you, the better. Bet you're not such a cold fish with brain. Sounds like she's saying wow. he says with brain, yeah, but he doesn't. He's, he's actually saying, yeah, Rain, her her with partner, Rain, that she has uh, sexy lesbian times with. What, supposedly, yes. what is he supposed to be? He's he's a Chinese guy. Some he's a Hong Kong. Oh, I thought he was a, like a Chinese German villain. And, <laughs> and spoiler alert: if you don't want to hear a spoiler about the first game in this however many years old series, I'll show skip ahead out. like thirty seconds. Uh, he's the king of hell. Reveals himself at the end of the first game. He's been the bad guy the whole time, playing your your best friend. He was undercover. But all of these are uh, from the second game. Yep. Which which happens before the first game. Yes. He was undercover as Holly Golightly's landlord before this. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the they made the polygon character wear like huge fake false teeth. Excellent. Tiny spectacles. Yeah. 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 Fu Manchu. Right. Right. Yep, but it gets worse. So, what's the exit plan? Exit plan? <laughs> you don't get an exit plan for 15%. But how's this? Try going out the front door. <laughs> fine, fine. You never make things easy, do you? I don't get the accent. He's the, the front, front door. door. <laughs> See, can he not say his R's at all? Front Is door. he Elmer Fudd? He said, <laughs> he said percent just fine. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Just but, to remember, you give me bigger cut, or I put pee pee in your coat. <laughs> <laughs> even even Hannah can't tolerate him for that long, though. What are you yakking about now? Twenty-five mil payday, sweetheart. Maybe enough to buy back your tired contract, huh? <laughs> Keep your stinking abacus out of my life, Jen. Ooh, racism! <laughs> Stinking abacus. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was originally in the Middle East, wasn't it? I think so. I guess. Uh, why Shrug. are they friends with this guy anyway who turns out to be the villain? He's, he's their fixer. He's he's the guy who gets them all their jobs and stuff. He's like, so he's like Charlie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of Charlie's Angels. Sort of. Reference. I thought you but, meant Charlie you know, less, Chan. But they like him. <laughs> less respectable than Charlie. Uh, by the way, on the uh, bottom nipples thing, I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> A we're while back, being about back to five minutes. I'm thinking South Nipples. Go to the South Nipples. <laughs> That's uh, not bad. Uh, I'm bound up. See you guys. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. Just no. drop the headphones on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. Can't really drop the mic. That would just, be tough. Just knock the mic over onto the floor. I guess <laughs> well, that if you works. insist. Ah, I can't oh, push him over. See what I mic. did there? Mic. Because <laughs> words can mean more than one thing. Like, so you're just staring into space looking bewildered. That's I was trying to th- uh, airy Lola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to that. Yeah. Uh, 
fantastic. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, is that it for this? <laughs> yeah, that's it for her. Uh, mainly an economically failed Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number three. <laughs> then you'll be free to go. You expect me to believe that? Look, if I was here to kill you, you'd be dead already. I certainly wouldn't be standing here chatting with you. I must admit you make a valid point. The surprisingly oh, blonde Nikki Connors. That guy's <laughs> Russian accent is actually slightly better than Jin's Chinese accent. No, only the, slightly. The only better. thing worse than that dialogue was the delivery of oh, it. Oh, that's not even the worst one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the one the voice acting in this is all terrible. Oh yeah. But it took me like four times listening to that to figure out that he was Russian. <laughs> Well, I kind of got that's what the voice actor was going for. I mean, it took me a minute. I'm like, oh, he's got an accent. That's He's not just talking weird. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but that is, of course, Nikki Connors from Rogue Ops. Um, a, of, of course. Yeah, she, of course. She, she's actually as much a failed... Uh, what's the guy from Splinter Cell? I'm suddenly blanking. Uh, Sam? Yeah, Sam, Sam Fisher. She's as much a failed Sam Fisher as she is a failed Laura Croft. Um, but the the parallels are obvious. Although she she's like, what what is she like? An ex military specialist who had to re- who retired to start a family, and then her family was killed by terrorists. So what? she went to kill terrorists. So she became a shitty oh, voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and did this horrible video. You know game. what? I think that saying that she she's so terrible when she speaks is because she's dead inside kind of gives a little more depth to her character. I suppose so. Like I, she's I guess so I'd, she's so emotionally drained that she just doesn't some, have it in her to put any inflection in her voice anymore. I, I guess if I was also dead inside, that I would also not put any effort into speech with I, other human beings. I think you're still putting too much effort into I it. I totally you're can't right. feel my legs. It's like someone <laughs> someone heard like a 16-bit game and tried to emulate that with their voice. All right, maybe my what is happening? Work. I'm just saying. That's what he said. Know. Like he was doing King <laughs> Wenceslas. <laughs> I'm just saying when she sounds like is. her voice was poorly digitized, even though it wasn't. She she does try at moments to be quippy, like like Lara Croft, but she comes a little short. What you said? I lied, and you're dead. Never trust a woman with a gun, Mr. Varga, especially when it's your own. Meanwhile, he's halfway down the block because she didn't <laughs> stop at dead. <laughs> Especially when it's your yeah, own. <laughs> hey, guess what? And why? Uh, I mean, why? I guess why you should. Yeah, I don't get why it's. Why I don't? I don't understand why it's especially when it's your own. Like I guess that, that makes yeah. her less trustworthy because, like, I took your gun from you, so obviously you shouldn't trust me. I'm pretty I, sure if a woman points a gun at me, even if she bought it legally, I'm not gonna trust worried. her. Yeah. So what system is this game on? PS2. What else? What is this game? Rogoffs. Rogoffs. <laughs> Where am I? What am I doing? Ross. What's happening? <laughs> Robocops. Who Robo-Gops. am I? <laughs> Jackie Chan. Rogoffs. Rogoffs. There it nope. is. Nah. <laughs> uh, There's one for the we, people uh, who complained about last episode. No, we're on boobs this time. It's boobs ops. <laughs> <laughs> You combined boobs and bro and rogue. <laughs> and it didn't again? work. Uh, Bruga. Bruga. Bruba. No, I don't no, know. Dave Bru Bear. Take five. From the little koala. Hey guys, tits. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? 
Uh, Nick Jr. It's gonna make a rogue tits joke. Now it just it. Eh. I don't. I feel like it was stooping too low. Let's hear some more Nikki. Some the best shitty acting. Hurry up with a note. We don't have much time. You can't rush this. Everything must be perfect. Come on, come on. Okay, okay. This should do the trick. Right. I suggest you get out of here now. All I, all, all I can imagine is. No. I suggest you get out of here. All I can imagine is Lebowski doing the pencil sketch over the drawing <laughs> in the movie, and that's the note. Yeah, it's he's a drawing just of a guy with a huge boner. That, vo <laughs> <laughs> that voice actor was just like, "All right, should I pause here? It has to be perfect." Yeah. Yes. It has to be perfect. Where do I put my pauses for <laughs> dramatic emphasis? <laughs> I'm like the the director was like, "Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, let's let's try the pause in different places now." Cut to the director, there's just a spinning empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> it was in your head the whole time. <laughs> I also like when, it seems to happen a lot, or maybe I'm just thinking it does, like when a character's pressuring another character and they come through, but the scene has to move on, so the character, once they come through, the other right, okay, now go, like, you're not going to examine whatever this person just did that you were pressuring them to do right I, I completely believe you now let's go bye mm -hmm. well there's no time for examination scene has to move along I had to pressure them to do it so that we end the fucking cutscene. yeah I was so worried about about this and now that you've presented me something mm -hmm. I'm glad that it's I'll exactly just, what I wanted I'll just take it on faith that <laughs> uh, you've given you've, you haven't tried to swindle me in any way we're paying like, these voice actors 9.50 an hour we gotta get a man <laughs> right is so often used to move things along right Good. Let's go to the next scene now. Anyway, that's just my observation. It's Tyler's Corner. Good job. <laughs> Tyler's Thanks. Corner. Let's move on so I don't have to keep talking. Yeah, let's do. Okay. Number two. What do you know? A candy store. I knew if I followed Sarge, I'd get a good story. I don't know what that's in reference to. Is she a journalist? Yeah, I don't know. That's Vicky G from uh, Portal Runner, and to a lesser extent, <laughs> Army Men, Sarge's Heroes 2, I think. Um, that is also the voice of Susan Blue, who has been in like a billion uh, cartoons over the years, like from the 60s on, Scooby-Doo, and, and huh. you've probably heard her voice somewhere, and it, it seems to mostly be bit parts. Do I look like Chris Antista? Get out of here with that. <sighs> well, you, you're the, you you're pointed, the best I have. He's sick right now. You, you have to feign enthusiasm. about her voice earlier. Yeah, yeah, like if you go back and you listen to our first episode where uh, with the creative swears and Scarface, there's a woman that Tony's talking to that says, you're pretty cute. Sounds like her. They yeah. sound a lot alike, and I yeah. wish I still had that clip so I could For play For those it, who were, like, yeah, because we don't have it, we're just going to have to rely on your memory or womp urge womp. you to go download our first episode Yeah, again. go download that again. So um, maybe it wasn't an accident that we left that. Yeah, but she, she is uh, in this with, like, one other veteran voice actor whose name you, you will probably, or Nate, you won't recognize his name. You'll recognize his voice. You will marry me. Gods. Put my bride to be in the holding cell while I oversee the destruction of the world. You'll regret this. I'll nag you. I'll get fat and ugly. I'll run your blood guns to the limit. <laughs> I'll embody every female stereotype I can think of. <laughs> I'll chase um, you out of the house with this frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out in 2 a.m. in rollers and a bathrobe. Uh, that, yeah, that, that man has been in Disney movies. Yeah, that. That, that man's uh. voice, that's... The voice of Plastro, the villain in Sarge's Heroes mm -hmm. 2, uh, he, that is also Jim Cummings, uh, better known as Darkwing Duck, oh, among shit, other yeah. roles. Uh. He's in, And he does like 
three or four different voices in this. Like pretty much every male voice is him <laughs> in in a different uh, tone. You can hear it in the next one too. You're thinking about Bridget? Uh, she saved my bacon in that pinball machine. And you saved her home. Yeah. I think you're more than even. Sexy music time. Yeah. I, he just drops his voice half an octave, and now he's Sarge. <laughs> but it's got a good voice, though. You other. just hear that voice, and he you're does. like, yeah, that's he a does. good voice. But yeah, this was kind of an interesting game. Watching it, it looks very generic. Uh, it was primarily targeted at kids, I guess. But you know, there's there's a little bit of ripping off Tomb Raider, Portal Runner, uh, you know, sexy girl with he green keeps hair and Portal a bow. Runner, and I don't know what that is. That's that, the, that the, the name of the game for PS2. I we were talking about Sarge's something. No, she's just, no, she's, she's in, also she's in, in both. She's she's from the yeah. Army Men games. Portal okay. Runner was a spin-off. Where she, you She's controlled her of an Army Men game. Yes, so it was Army Men Portal Runner. No, it wasn't Army Men Portal <laughs> Runner. It was just Portal Runner. Yeah. Huh. Wow. And uh, so it's she like this whole underworld. Of yeah, she is <laughs> running Army around with lore. like a bow, and she has a sidekick who's a lion. And uh, so this was interesting, partly because I mean it was nothing special. Like some some outlets said, like, oh, this is a huge improvement over Army Men games six. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it caused some minor controversy because GamePro gave it like a four point something, some kind of horrendous score. And Trip Hawkins actually sent their editor in chief a uh, a message that was later published on the internet, uh, in which he says, uh, "We at 3DO were very discouraged by the slam job on Portal Runner." I would hope you can recognize that I do not love all my children equally and can be objective about both good and bad features in a game as well as games that are of quality and those that are not. I do not send messages like this to you after every review. But this happens to be a game that I have played all the way through and beaten on all difficulty levels, and I know the game intimately. Uh, And he goes on, skip a couple paragraphs. The audience for games no longer consists of one iconic block of angry young men who cannot get a date on a Saturday night. We wanted to include boys, girls, women, and casual gaming men. Meanwhile, I personally think we made a game that hardcore adult male gamers would enjoy. But I can understand that some of them would reject it the same way some adults reject Shrek or Beethoven. But personally, I think that really means there's something wrong with a man like that, not with Portal Runner. I don't like that he included women in the same category as casual male gamers. Can like, we have a new segment? There's casual male gamers and, and women. Yeah. Here's where it gets scary. Well, uh, wait, comparing Beethoven to Shrek? Yeah, can we have scary? a segment called Beethoven or Shrek? That's the segment that I want. If you disagree with me, you do so at your own peril. As you know, most game publishers are losing money and have cut back on advertising. Many magazines and web scenes have perished. What seems needless to me is the often overly negative tone that gaming editorial takes. And do not patronize me by telling me the reader is the customer. Your real customer is the one that pays you your revenue, and it is game industry advertisers. <laughs> I should mention in passing that 3DO has been one of your largest advertisers. Effective immediately, we're going to have to cut that back. In conclusion, I think you owe us one, because you took us by surprise and threw our review to a wolf. And you accepted his word as God without even checking in with a major advertiser. Wow. Yeesh. T- total misunderstanding of how... Um, 
don't want to say the J word, but how journalism works. Um, yeah. Journalism. Journal, like journalism. Journalism. Y- and we see that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that. I like Thanks. that. I'm going to go with that from now on. Yarnalism. You hear that, Jim Sterling? It's yarnalism. It's yarnalism. It's like it's the only letter anyone from NeoGAP has ever read. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and they just assume that their response was, oh, yes, Mr. Hawkins, we'll do this immediately. <laughs> the writer has been sacked. Yeah. It should be noticed. And not, I'll just post this online for changed. everybody to read. Yes. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. And there's, there's missing, well, no, they don't happen that often, actually. I think most most publishers understand that that's not okay. Yeah. yeah. But not, not Trip Hawkins in 2005, mm. apparently. Of no. Bit Trip Runner fame. Well, you know oh, what? Really? Like, no, I no. can kind of <laughs> see why. You had me for a second there. I, it's not justified, I would have said, but I see maybe where he was coming from. Like, 2005 is... The internet is 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 now huge, um, mm-hmm. and it's probably used to the enthusiast press of the '90s. Not that they were overly positive. Okay, not that they were all overly positive, but it was a very they different were pretty thing. positive. It was a very different thing. Yeah, um, talking to the press in in the '90s versus the like mid 2000s, there was a huge shift in in what the press decided readers wanted. Harrow the Acrobat is a mixed bag, but fans of the genre will love it. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There was less of It's a, solid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying they weren't honest or, or, or good at their jobs, but there was less of a critical eye on the press yeah. in the 90s. And, and now it's like, you, may, you really have to prove yourself to everyone. Now everybody is a hipster who hates everything. <laughs> well, that could be it. Bioshock. That sounds like a triple A game to me. Fuck that. It's true. Bioshock was mm. fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. It was the worst game I've the ever played. Worst game. Negative ten out of ten. Definitely, probably not my game of the year. Now, why are we even discussing this? Oh, right. This shitty, shitty game. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? We should be talking about Portal Runner, which was a way better game. <laughs> Thanks for the hundred dollars, Trip Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, what are you doing here? Hang on, Sarge. I'm coming. Vicky, find a way to make that pig fall on that castle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. So, at least ever. these are good voice actors and I'm like convinced <laughs> that pig's got to fall on that yeah. freaking castle. I should should mention that like Portal Runner like the rest of the Army Men games takes place in kind of a weirdly oversized world, so you know, early on you're kind of going through this candy area fighting mm. gingerbread man and like there's all these huge gumball machines and things like that and uh you know later on i guess there's like a, a big chessboard and there's that boss destroy it rogers uh-huh yeah that also, was the thing i like the best line years ago predates uh, angry birds <laughs> make that pig fall on that castle because oh, today yeah. that would just be a reference i just like that like you it's very easy to spin that whole uh, exchange in a very dirty direction <laughs> Sarge, I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I know. Check out Michael's DeviantArt page. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, go home. When you get home tonight, go to DeviantArt.com uh-huh. and then type in Michael the Hedgehog. <laughs> Everybody should do that wow. right now. Is that a thing? Yeah, well, I, I wonder. Like, we'll get in trouble if that's actually somebody. No. Well, I don't. I know mean, if it's you know, getting somebody, in trouble in a, a very loose great. sense. No, no. no but the, there's a kind of a running joke that if you type your name, the hedgehog, into DeviantArt, <laughs> you get something uh, pretty amazing. You get a hedgehog named after you. Oh, wow. In the Sonic universe, 
Mine is a weightlifter. <laughs> nice. Well, mine is, I don't know, some chick. She's kind of cute, I guess. Which one had udders? Oh, oh God. No, that was Ann the Cow or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was miserable. Not only she that. She had boobs and udders. <laughs> <laughs> she was lying there she seductively, had, so showing had, her udders and had a bikini so, top on her butters. so scary. Boobs and udders? Butters? Butters. Yeah. It's really Fooders. unfortunate. She had booters. <laughs> so basically, That's type in your name, the hedgehog, and you'll find something that the person who wow. drew it masturbated to. <laughs> <laughs> News you can use <laughs> from Vinci Game Apocalypse. Oh, what are we supposed to be doing right now? Oh, right. Portal Runner. <laughs> right. I think we got one more clip. Well, this certainly isn't the army Stay here, Leo. I'm going to see if I can put those losers in checkmate. That's yeah, the chess that's, world. That's Jim Cummings as some random wizard being menaced <laughs> by some dudes. Oh, I know. Wizard. Help? They're selling it. Help? They're totally selling it. Like, <laughs> yeah. a line like, put some mm-hmm. losers in checkmate is like oh, yeah. one of the worst things ever written. But she's like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. She's a pro. I got this, guys. Susan Blue this. is a fucking pro. For sure. In a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> I had the titular line in Army Men Portal Runners. <laughs> we got to save these Army Men. Uh, portal Runners. <laughs> I going to say, uh, better call the Portal Runner. <laughs> uh, well, who are we going to call? Fun times. <laughs> all right, are we, have we milked this thing? Terrible transition. Booters. Yes, I think we've milked this. <laughs> My sister Jocelyn and I used to run a greasy spoon out by the highway. But we had bigger plans. I was an up-and-coming rodeo star, and Jocelyn was going to be the next Tammy Wynette. I don't know who that is. But our dreams were shattered the night she was kidnapped by aliens. (gasps) Tammy Wynette was kidnapped by aliens? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was the opening to Kill Bill, and then the aliens came in. No, that was the opening to Space Bunnies Must Die with the character Allison Huxley. Um, I need some background. What is this? This is an ancient uh, PC game cool. that uh, <laughs> was, for some reason, like a big media. There was a big media push behind it. I remember it being at E3. I remember seeing ads for it everywhere. There was apparently like a pitch for an animated show on Fox. Wow. Jesus. And uh, it's basically just a blatant Tomb Raider ripoff with more shooting and less climbing. And and really funny exposition. Mm-hmm. That that intro was pretty catchy. Actually, it was, I was like, yeah. I want to play this game now. Suddenly, a large, freaky-looking animal darted out in front of the truck. I was dazed, but Jocelyn went out to see if it was still alive. It was a huge, ugly bunny. A huge, ugly bunny. I think this entry gives me a reason to talk with a southern accent, (laughs) y'all. It's a space bunny. It sounds like she's reading a story to a (laughs) five-year-old, and it was a huge, ugly bunny. Bunny. And, and she does like that every time. The picture she to the tickle kids monster. She explains, explains, explains. It was blah, blah, blah. And she does that a bunch of times. Well, I'm wearing a onesie jammy with a butt flap, so I'm really into the story <laughs> right now. <laughs> I look kind of like Lara Croft, and if she would been crossed with something Duke Nukem had left on a windshield at his <laughs> <laughs> windshield. He was handing out flyers Strip. for like a local rave. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Strip clubs have windshields, right? I don't know. 
This picture does me like I'm masturbating on a windshield. That's what I'm getting at. Are you talking Jesus about a Christ. car or a window? I don't know. Oh, he's so manly. He's turned on by cars. He's just like, ah, oh, give is. me a good car. He's that, that guy on My on Strange by. Addiction. Uh, what would Duke Ford Nukem Escort. jack off on to? Ford Escort. Get it? Escort. Uh, <laughs> we're both done. <laughs> Slam the headphones I down. quit everything and life. I'm dead. I'm a ghost now. Uh, <laughs> when you mentioned Tan Wen at the starting run, you didn't, Michael. The introduction <laughs> did. But it reminded me of, it didn't remind me of, it made me think of, uh, mm-hmm. alien-based country songs. So you could have uh, Your Cheating Heart-Like Organ. Ah, nice. Uh, that's or, all or, I have right now. Or Your Cheating Hearts. Hearts, also good. Your Six Cheating Hearts. Six Cheating Heart. <laughs> Damn it, uh, I was about to make a Time Lord joke. Okay. <laughs> With Achy Breaky Heart, but now I got nothing. Ha-ha, you also, that's Dr. pretty Who. much the only, the only, uh... The only country song right now. Oh, I see. That's all the yeah, only that's one I have. That's all I got. <laughs> I was trying to think of other ones. Uh, something about a sexy songs. tractor. Sexy tractor. Uh, something about riding cowboys. That's that's it. I got nothing. So yeah, she does. Um, she does find something. It took off like a missile toward that dark mountain my daddy told me never to climb. I thought I was dreaming, but something lying in the road caught my eye. It was the dead bunny's gun belt. And she never let those guns go. No, they're like two carrot-shaped death rays that she she uses as paired pistols through the entire Mm -hmm. game. Apparently she gets different types of ammo for it, but that's her gun. And that dark mountain he told her never to climb, that was actually self-reliance and education. It was, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, <laughs> that's where that, the flying saucer went off That dark mountain to. actually has a name? I grabbed the weapons and sped off to that forbidden precipice we called Bunny Butte with <laughs> nice. vengeance on my mind. This game sounds awesome, with actually. With vengeance on my mind. What but I would also like to point represent? out that Butte is spelled B-U-T-T-E, and as a child I always pronounce that butt. So every time I hear Bunny Butte, I think Bunny Butt. You and every other child. <laughs> bunny Butt. <laughs> <laughs> can't see it, but I'm kicking my legs like a child. <laughs> oh, Bunnies do have cute butts, though. Little furry, little, little tail. Little yeah. Pervert. I, I will oh say God. this was a really interesting concept. Really bad execution from all accounts. Uh, you know, levels that were either kind of boring or like really, really bright colors. Um, Repetitive action. Yeah, it really hopped around all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the conductor finger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I blah, got blah, for blah, Space Bunnies. Blah, blah. Does any, anybody else have anything to say about uh, being kidnapped by aliens? Thumper I read joke. this article yesterday about a thing called rabbit starvation. And it's when people eat too much lean meat without fat in it. Okay. They will actually become really hungry for oil and fat. Hmm. Native Americans would hunt uh, rabbits back in the day, and they would eat all this lean meat, and they would eat so much of it, but they still wouldn't feel hungry. Why don't they just call that Jack Spratt disease? Uh, That's a good point. Let's go talk to the medical association. What about that? Right now. Hello? Hello? Doctors. Doctors? It's Vigil Game Apocalypse. We need to talk. (laughs) Go away. <laughs> and see. These doctors did not want to talk. All the doctors are having a giant orgy right now. Go away. <laughs> With big pharma. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> oh, Obamacare. <laughs> We're like narrating a political cartoon right now. This is fantastic. Mallard Fillmore. <laughs> except liberal ish. <laughs> 
He's holding a big bag that says Obamacare, and in the other hand, he's got an even bigger one that says Iraq. Anyway. And there's an empty I, bag that says public trust. <laughs> I love and it. he's wearing a suit, like a Santa Claus suit that says Santa Claus on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I don't know. Ex- I explaining political cartoons that don't make sense. <laughs> and when you get to the end, wait, so Obama's a magic bunny from space? I don't... So in this one, there's an elephant that's vomiting in an alley, and the vomit says, uh, expanded public spending, I, I don't know. <laughs> you started going somewhere, but Yeah, then... I'm not good at thinking I'm mm. I drew Muhammad with the bomb on his head because I hate Muslims. <laughs> and the bomb says fiscal responsibility. I don't know why. <laughs> Can we just tack his punchline onto my joke? Yeah, that sure. Was much better. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll make that happen somehow. <sighs> and then everyone laughed in the end scene. So yeah, Space Bunnies Must Die. Again, great concept. Kind of a bad Tomb Raider ripoff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you out of context on that. Space Bunnies Must Die. Great concept, Michael Rapari. <laughs> great game. <laughs> Best game of this generation. Uh-huh. Best game of last generation. Best By game of the generation, generation before that, because I think it was like 98 or 99. Goatee all years. Hmm. <laughs> Sure, whatever you say. Goaty. Game of the year. Oh, Goaty. Goaty. Yes, of course. Clearly. The Goaties. <laughs> the Goaties. Yeah. Let's pull up from this button and see who won this year. <laughs> that's Goatsy. Ah, the Goatsies. <laughs> oh, man. How come at Games Radar we never saw that opportunity to call them the Goatsies? <laughs> I don't know. Probably somebody would have stopped us. Oh, no, nobody's nobody gonna would stop have, us here. Nobody would have known what that was. I don't know even know what that would stand for, though. <laughs> it's a game really game uh, of all the sex, sex edicts. <laughs> game of all the sex edicts of the year. Fallout Three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did we give Fallout 3 one? I think I argued for that one year. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Which, looking back, my bad. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were bad. I beat out GTA 4. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Mm. It was a really good game, but New Vegas was better, and so now looking back, I'm like, eh. Anyway. Better and yet worse at the same time. Yeah, yeah, buggier. Yeah, I definitely did not finish New Vegas. New Vegas was kind of more like gold. This is not... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. This is not the conversation. We're talking about... Oh, right. We're talking Space about... We, we got any more breasts. failed Lara Croft? Nope. That's all I got. Not even one more clip? Oh, no, you did. You, you played the last clip. Never mind. Okay, so uh, that's our top five. Uh, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases and some sad, sad news. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Uh, I want to take a second and tell you about Audible, who's sponsoring the show this week and has a special offer for Vigigame Apocalypse listeners. Now, those who know me know that I spend a lot of time listening to audiobooks during my daily commute, but audiobooks are expensive, and if you buy them as CDs, they're bulky. You can cut down on the bulk and the price by going to audiblepodcast.com VGA and getting a free audiobook and 30-day trial on us. You can get uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is by Ernest Hemingway and narrated by Campbell Scott and is amazing. Talks about the Spanish Civil War, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, well, huge fan of learning about it anyway. Uh, <laughs> there's American Gods by Neil Gaiman, which is just a fantastic novel. 
You can get George R. R. Martin's entire Song of Ice and Fire series. That's Game of Thrones for those of you who just watch TV. Or if there are any huge classics that you can't quite bring yourself to read, you can get somebody to read it to you. It's fantastic. It's all there, and you can take your pick at audiblepodcast.com slash VGA. Hey, Ann. Yo. So if I like this show and I want to support it, what sorts of things can I do? Have you ever been to lasertimepodcast.com? I haven't. Tell me more. Oh, you should totally check it out. It's a pretty rad site. You know, once you're there, go to our page, vigigameapocalypse.com, and uh, find this episode's page. Leave us a comment, all that good stuff. What if I like listening to podcasts on iTunes? Can I subscribe? Hell yeah, you can subscribe. You can also rate us. Oh, but, well, wonders uh, you know, never cease. You should only give us five stars. That's true. Five yeah. stars is a, a good score to get Five podcasts. stars or bust, Yeah, I if, guess. If you want us to stick around, give us five stars, please. If you want us to stick around, I would recommend donating. Donating is good. Donating is awesome. If you really feel like kicking us some cash directly, even a couple bucks is a huge help. Yeah. Uh, just write when you donate that it's for vigigameapocalypse.com yep, so yep, Chris yep. knows that it isn't for him. Yeah. You can also tell a friend. You can uh, comment on the article for the show and post on our forums. You know, you can let us know what you think, what we should change. You can buy merch from us now uh, at store.lasertimepodcast.com. Yeah, we have some pretty cool gear up in that store. We so. do, including Vigigame Apocalypse shirts with, with our skull mascot that we yeah. haven't named yet. Yeah, we should probably. We we'll should come probably up come up with one. Or if you want an easy way to support us, you can use the Amazon search box on lasertimepodcast.com. Yeah. Search for whatever it is you want to buy from Amazon. And so long as you buy it during that session, you will not be charged anything and will get a little cut of what you spend. Yeah, just anytime you need to do some Amazon shopping, come click on our links or use our search box and, and, and it will help us out immensely. So, yep. And at no extra cost to you. Back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to segment two. Uh, we're going to start off talking about some new releases. Uh, kind of another dry week this week. Uh, we had Guacamelee on PSN and Woo! PS3 and Vita. That's kind of exciting, a, a 2D Metroidvania with Mexican wrestlers. <laughs> it's hard not to like that. I, I really wanted to like it, but it was too spicy for me. I it was too spicy. I get into it. How did they put the jalapenos in there? There was some jalapenos <laughs> in there, and I didn't quite like it. It made my acid reflux uh, happen. I can't tell. It made my ass happen. I can't <laughs> tell what general. accent you're awful. going for. It kind of sounds like Gilbert Gottfried, but then maybe a little not. I'm the parrot from Aladdin, but what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the duck from the Avlak commercials. Also Gilbert Gottfried. I, I, I made a tasteless Japanese. Tsunami joke, and now I'm no longer the duck from Geico. <laughs> he's not a duck, is he? From Affleck? Is he a goose? No, I guess yeah, he isn't. Well, he quacks. He's, a... he's kind of a Affleck. big duck, though. Now that you now that you mention it. He's All right, he is from Affleck and not mm. Geico. Good point. <laughs> Geico's the Were you gecko. saying Geico? I, was I wasn't gecko. actually. Who talks attention. like this? He's like, I am the Geico gecko. <laughs> no, he's he's the British one. Yeah. In, in no, a, I think I've got a pretty good grasp on, on commercial mascots. <laughs> Look, I'm pretty sure he's Australian. 
This CG coffee is terrible. Are we Gilbert Gottfried or Woody Allen? I don't know. Welcome back to Gilbert Gottfried Bocalypse. I don't have a Gilbert Gottfried voice. Not bad. You do now. I mean, that's close enough. I got. I can. You kind of have to shrug and squint while you I talk. I can make my. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I got nothing. Gilbert Gottfried doesn't actually talk like this. Make your vocal cords hurt. Oh, I don't know what he sounds like at all. He sounds we are like all a guy. Peaking so hard. Yeah. yeah. So new oh, releases. God, I will fix that later. Guacamelee. It's probably good. Uh, <laughs> didn't get a chance to play that one yet, unfortunately. Let's not forget Defiance. Was Defiance there a new... was last week. We talked about Yeah, that was last week. It. I'll show my Was there a new out. Assassin's Creed uh, DLC thing? Uh, I think that's at the end of the month. Um... No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, it's at the end of the month. Right. Um, um, shoot Mania Storm happened. That's a thing? It's a thing that exists. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft's uh, like kind of personality, cool. story-free competition shooter. Like, we're going to be old, old school and, and do a competition. Yeah. And I mean, it's the successor to Track Mania, which was, mm-hmm. about, which was about personality-free racing. Yeah, pretty much. But, so you know, it's sense. also... Track Mania was like designing your own tracks, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Shoot Mania, I could be wrong, is about creating your own levels as well. Maybe. To, to have many maniacal shooting in. Tyler, I, yeah. think, I think they're called maps. I think, I think they're called maps. Are you, are you trying to PC Gamer me? Are you trying to PC Gamer me right now? Maps, Tyler. Stop maps. it. Stop it. Maps. Stop. Maps. No. It. Boards. No. <laughs> no, that would be uh, XCOM. But ah, yes. I call levels boards. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I recognize the tabletop roots of yes. these games. Uh, D20. Is that what we're tw- doing now? Oh, no, I was just doing <laughs> my audience. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're doing your audience? Oh, That's unethical. Oh, I know yeah, it is, wait. actually. That's a conflict Don't of do interest that. is what that is. How do you think we get people to subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of uh, houses to visit. Well, that I, explains why I have so many PC Gamer subscriptions. <laughs> and STDs, it's good. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that on the air, God. Guys, we got to wrap this up. i got a date with Trip Hawkins later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so those things came out. Yeah, Age of Empires 2 HD edition on PC. I guess the initial, the original one wasn't HD enough. Tyler? Tyler, Anything? any nostalgia there? Yeah, cool stuff. What oh. is it? Cool. Okay. Age of Empires 2 HD? Uh, don't care. Also, cool. Battle Block Theater came out last week, and we didn't mention yeah, it, so shame on it. us. That game looks awesome. Oh. Very oh. multiplayer focused. Oh. That's all I got. That says a lot about I it. I should really go home and play it instead of talking about it as if I don't have the opportunity to do so. <laughs> you know, it's like I'd play Battle Block more often, but like the popcorn is $14 and the people are always talking loudly I know, in front right? of me. It's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> people can't shut up during Battle Block. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. Theater. 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 Ah. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are those two old guys up in the balcony that keep yelling? Right, uh, yeah. I think they're Muppets. Yeah. They're Muppets. That was Yoke. <laughs> He's funny. So, yeah, not not a whole lot to talk about on the new release front, unfortunately. Mm, smaller games, but... Even more unfortunately, we have some dire things to talk about yeah, on the news Yeah, some sad news. Sad news. First off, uh, LucasArts was closed uh, yeah. a few days ago, last week. 
effectively destroying uh, Star Wars thirteen yeah. thirteen. Just yesterday, as far as this, as far as we're recording, yeah. like right now. Um, Although the plan, I mean, they did lay off the development side yeah. of it. The plan is to still license out those. <laughs> yeah, properties. you will still yeah. see the LucasArts brand on Star Wars stuff, but it will not be developed by LucasArts. Yeah, or at least they so, went I mean, on a high might, note. You know, we might With still Star Wars see thirteen thirteen. <laughs> did they actually develop that? Or did they just stick their brand on it? I it think was the easiest joke I could think of, so I just took it. Yeah. It is possible that the 1313 mm, progress will be handed off to another developer. I hope so, because that game did look good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they've that, already sunk a ton of money into it. Oh, yeah. So. I'm sure. That doesn't usually go well. <laughs> Duke Nukem forever. Okay. Uh, when you hand off an in-progress game to another studio. But <laughs> <laughs> Metro Last Light, Saints Row 4. <laughs> oh, that's the same. Saints Row 4 at least is the same yeah, studio. Same, same. It's just yeah. a new publisher. Uh, yeah, okay. They just bought the uh, the, the studio. Um, I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the second so time, and yet you're still here. Those could very well be fine, but... Um, but yeah, the idea of like new developers picking up where someone left off, that doesn't happen often. When it does, it's not a good track record. But yeah. I see mm-hmm. why this happened. It sucks because like, we're nostalgic about what LucasArts contributed. At the same time, I understand Disney picking it up and going, one, having an internal development team is, is risky. It's a lot yeah. of money. We already to pay have people. Disney Interactive. Yeah, we already have developers, too. You haven't produced anything really great in a little while. Yeah, I mean, what was the last... Like what? What's the track record lately? Uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Pretty two. okay, right? But were they super profitable? Yeah. I, I doubt it. Uh. So the idea that they have all these licenses and they can reduce risk by sell, selling them and making money up front to mm-hmm. selling the license to other developers—that's a good deal for Disney. It makes sense. Well, I don't who? think I don't want to. I don't want to just immediately go Disney's evil. How dare they? Mm-hmm. Because they're not ruining the legacy of LucasArts. They're saying, look, logical business decision here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I and, get it. And I do feel sorry for the people who, who lost their oh, jobs. Absolutely. That's always a terrible yeah. thing, especially as more and more people in this industry are losing their jobs. It's a bummer. But there are there are a lot of people who have been going out of their way to say, we're hiring. We're hiring mm-hmm. so many people. Well, that's good. So That's good. Just in, just in different different business models, honestly. Like, it's people like Wargaming going, we're hiring because Russia just keeps throwing money down our throats. <laughs> I think Riot tweeted, but Riot was hiring like 150 oh, God, yeah. people or something. Wow. Jesus. insane. Yeah. But not Zynga, sadly. <laughs> well, not that sadly. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it turns out that might have been a bubble. Hmm. Maybe. Cool. So maybe weird. Facebook games? I nobody predicted that, but... I kind of figured those would be around forever. And I can't believe nobody thought that. Oh, weird. Anyway, bummer Strange. news. Yeah, very big bummer news with LucasArts. Um, Not the biggest bummer. No. no bigger bummer is uh, Roger Ebert passed away last Today week. Today when to- we record yeah. this, but yeah. yeah, last week. Yeah, we found out hours ago. Um, still processing. Yeah, very sad. Uh, he- I found out way later than everyone else because I did not touch the internet today. <laughs> And even though he was a film critic, I think he touched the lives of a lot of gamers, yeah. mostly by hating on games. Yeah. Um, but as, as uh, I think it was Justin McElroy pointed out on Twitter, uh, he sparked more worthwhile debate about video games Absolutely. than probably any other human being, and, just and by continually holding that over our heads. The games aren't art, guys. Come on. And what critic do you always agree with? I mean, that's not what criticism... He, he did what he does. He criticized. I always agree with Ebert, except on that count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I totally disagree with and uh, And I don't, I, I don't like that he disliked Pootie Tang so much. He <laughs> put it in his movies. This, no, your movie sucks. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he did have a few, a few mistakes, but I, on the whole, that guy is... 
I generally almost always agree with that guy, and I consider myself sort mm-hmm. of picky about movies. But yeah. He had great tastes. And uh, he, he did write a movie, which you should all go out and watch, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. If yes. you watch it in the right frame of mind, which is, this is a really silly movie. And you're drunk. You will probably love it. Totally. Yeah, it has, some, <laughs> it has some fantastic music. It's like this weird parody of skin flicks and Shakespeare and all this other stuff that comes crashing together in this gigantic on-screen mess. You've got a bit of a star is born. And it's just like this really silly hippie bullshit and I love hippie bullshit. Fantastic movie. And, um, you know, if you're a, a young, angry weeaboo who loves Japanese things, you know, Ebert loved Kurosawa and Akira, way the anime, way before yeah. anyone else did. He, he was repping anime as, like, a serious, like, viable art form way before that was, like, yeah, super popular. You know what else he loved that so was Japanese? Huh. What else he loved that was Japanese? Uh, there is a video game connection here. He has reviewed exactly, or did review exactly one video game in his entire life, which was the Cosmology of Kyoto. He reviewed it for Wired in 1994, and I went out and bought it on his recommendation, and I thought it was fantastic. It was like this bizarre thing with like these weird Terry Gilliam-style animations. It played kind of like Myst with that sort of first-person point-and-click thing. And your objective was to get killed over and over and over again, so that you would experience Buddhist hell and then come back to life and then just continue as normal. Huh. Um, oh, okay. But I actually have his review here, um, reprinted from Wired, I guess. The cosmology of Kyoto CD-ROM comes with a bare minimum of instructions, informing me in a few words how to move within the images. No goal is established and no points are scored. The game never informs me what the object is, although it discreetly tracks the levels of karma and cash I have attained and keeps an inventory of my possessions. The disc comes packaged with a large fold-out map showing the streets and principal buildings of Kyoto, circa 900, when, as Heian Kyo, it was the capital of Japan. I begin to wander the streets. The richness is almost overwhelming. There is the sense that the resources of this game are limitless and that no two players would have the same experience. I have been exploring the ancient city in spare moments for two weeks now and doubt that I have even begun to scratch the surface. This is the most beguiling computer game I have encountered, a seamless blend of information, adventure, humor, and imagination, the gruesome side-by-side with the divine. In this medieval Kyoto, people exist alongside ghosts, demons, and goblins. On my travels I have met and interacted with a dog-eating entrails, long-winded old farts, tradespeople who offered me medicines, dried fish, cloth, rice cakes, amulets, and a chance to lose money on a cockfight, a monk leading a prayer meeting, kids playing ball in the streets, one is beheaded by a passerby, a friendly guide dog, a maiden with an obscenely phallic tongue, and a gambler who taught me a dice game. The graphics are hauntingly effective using a widescreen landscape format. The individual characters are drawn with vivid facial characteristics across between the cartoons of medieval Japanese art and the exaggerations of modern Japanimation. The speaking voices are filled with personality, often taunting, teasing, or sexy. There is the sense, illusory but seductive, that one could wander this world indefinitely. This is a wonderful game. <laughs> wow. So, but He's it's such a art. good writer. Except for the word Japanimation, but everyone was using that back then. So. Yeah. Right. Also, it uh, <laughs> reminds me, looking at this, the price on Cosmology of Kyoto, guess how much it was in 1994? $25. You're close. Anybody else want to guess? $80. $98. Ah. <laughs> Which is a fuckload of a lot of money. 
The price is right. One (laughs) dollar. Although it seems almost reasonable considering that like what like Final Fantasy VI was going for about eighty dollars, and then like the N sixty four came out, and that was like the base price for all games, eighty ninety dollars. Yeah, people love to say that games are too expensive now. Yeah, maybe, but they were really too expensive mm-hmm. back. Yeah, like it's the old days were worse. And but they didn't have DLC back then. Well, Cosmology of Kyoto was also an interesting game, and in it was like right on the cusp of that uh, weird CD-ROM multimedia push, where it's like this is art on a disc, and yeah. so it, uh, it came in this like long plastic or long cardboard sleeve. Uh, it was very elegant. It had like this very elaborate, uh, very nice printed fold-up map inside. And oh, did anyone anyone ever throw that review at him when he he made his statements about video games? I think people like after the whole thing had cooled down, and he said like, "Okay, fine, games can be art." That like people pulled it out and said, "Hey, look, he did a video game review in '94." Huh. I'm like, "I remember that. I read it in the magazine. I probably still have the hard copy right. somewhere <laughs> in a box. Never yeah, gonna, never gonna look at it again, but I have it." Michael, are you a hoarder? Would you uh, consider yourself to be a hoarder? <laughs> I might be a bit of a hoarder, All yes. Right, just checking. All right. I hoard things, too. I was just but, yeah, um, checking. I think it might have been Dan Emmerich. Oh, God. Now I'm probably misquoting because uh, t- my Twitter feed was full of comments about... That's okay. He was our friend. You Ebert can misquote thing. him. Yeah. Well, someone said, you know, it, Ebert taught me you don't have to agree with a critic for him to be a great critic. It's, it's about starting... Um, thoughtful conversations and, yeah. and Ebert always started a conversation with everything he wrote and that's mm-hmm. why I think he was so great like he it, it was never just like I don't agree with you because you're wrong and you're dumb it was I don't agree with you but you made some really good points but I, I don't agree with the conclusion you came to right. um, and it started a conversation and like you said Michael the whole video games aren't art things started great conversations yeah I mean, there were assholes just being like, I hate you, Ebert, you're dumb. Yeah, because die, they're... Ebert. I'm sure he had his his fill of oh, uh, yeah. you know, gamers who don't understand that it's a criminal offense to yeah. issue death threats to somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and also, it's uh, stupid. It's not the way to respond to something. It's have a conversation about it. You don't have to be defensive. It's not like he can... It's not like he can decide what you know the medium you love is or isn't. He can just express yeah. an opinion, and we can all talk about it. And he wrote some really fucking entertaining reviews too. Mm. Like God, again, yeah. your movie sucks. Go buy that book because it makes amazing bathroom reading. It's just like a couple hundred of his reviews, like short form, very uh, accessible. You just open it to any page. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. High tension did kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> He was so good at the short form, too, which is, like, the hardest thing for me is, like, getting my opinion out in 400, 500 words. Mm-hmm. He could do that so effectively, and that's so hard. Yeah. I, I tend to want to do a three-page review, like my SimCity review, which is, like, 3,000 words. Uh, he probably could have said what I said in, in you know, 300 words uh, at, more effectively than I did. You write yeah, for probably. a magazine. Well, online, I... Mm. I wrote like this huge thing. Yeah. Well, when I when I started doing game reviews, I was working at a newspaper, and uh, part of my job was actually like we would run Ebert's reviews syndicated, and so I get to to proofread them, and you know, which is kind of a a vain pursuit because of course they're all, they come through perfect ninety percent of the time. So uh, I I got to read a lot of his reviews, and when I started doing my own reviews, I had basically two models. I had uh, Gamespot. And I, I kind of, my first attempts copied their format a little bit, and I had Ebert. And I, I kind of tried to talk about the same things he talked about with movies. So 
I mean, you know, there's, there's some history here. No, I think it's about all... me is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if a guy died? It's about me. <laughs> this affects me more than you. I was a way bigger Siskel fan. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> was anybody really that big a Siskel fan except for Ebert? Yeah, yeah. they were good buds. They were Siskel good buds. was cool. I mean, he was a good sidekick, but he was the mm. sidekick. You know, Ebert yeah. was the star. Sure. Uh, it's it's also fun. I, I saw a video of them a while ago where they were talking about like. It was probably in 1988, I think, and they're talking about, like, oh, the new 480p TVs. These are incredible, but, you know, only invest in them if you're a serious videophile and you're, you're going to, like, play laser discs on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. Uh, hey, 88, that's pretty, that is pretty ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what a P was back then. Hmm. I thought it was a green thing eating off a plate. Bob it. Stop it. <laughs> You're killing uh, me over here with these impressions. I'm killing the audience is what I'm killing. No, actually, That's now we're like, no, literally killing them. Like yeah. not not as in a this is funny, Murder. ha ha. Wait, no. Re- Michael is, has a tied is up killing in the living room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard not to feel kind of down because uh, yeah, yeah. it's easy, Bert. And somebody else pointed out like he's just one of those people you assume was always going to be there. I, yeah, even after he lost his jaw to cancer. Well, uh, I mean, he was he was a fixture, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm slightly sorry I, I had Chris call him a, a jawless Batman villain on our last show, <laughs> the Christmas episode of our previous show, I should say. Longtime yes. listeners will know what that is. Uh, anyway, so I think that about wraps it up for news. So let's. Keep it moving on to the community segment. Uh, we're going to go over your answers from last week's question of the week, which was, if you can recall, what classic game franchise would you like to see remade or revisited? And I think for the most part, we're just going to skim through a bunch of these really quickly and just kind of yeah. stop if we have something to say about it. most them. of you were courteous enough to uh, provide Keep them very, very short, short answers. answers, which is nice. All right. So from the forums, Cody Stovall says Crash Bandicoot. Bladed Falcon says Fatal Frame, which I would also like to see. Ooh, that's totally. a good one. Yeah. Ragnarok, I want a new Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I'm guessing this is a joke. <laughs> uh, when are they going to make another one? When I was younger, I enjoyed the original, and it had a nice online community. The second and third were a disappointment, but I feel Infinity Ward had great things in them, other than Activision's dick. On a more serious <laughs> <laughs> On a more serious note, Chrono Trigger is one of the few games I can play over and over again. To me, it is the perfect game. It resonates. He says it resonates me in a deep and personal way, but I don't think that's what he meant. Like Activision's dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it needs to be remade because I feel it would be superflu- superfluous. So the closest thing I can think of is a new 2D Metroid, also a real stalker. Mm. Yeah, remaking Chrono Trigger would be... Man, a minefield. Like, you <laughs> yeah. announce that, you would have daggers. Like, like people's eyes wouldn't be shooting daggers at you in a metaphorical sense. Like, they, daggers would come out of their eyes mm-hmm. and go into your neck. Like, actually emerge out of the flesh of their yes. eyes. And, and go into like your arteries. Sound. Because, I mean, you're challenging nostalgia when mm-hmm. you do that, and that's a very well, scary thing. There was, like, a fan group that wanted to do a 3D remake of If you're a fan trigger. group, you're immune oh, yeah, from you've criticism. Got, you've got carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and it was until, a good thing until you Until Square Enix catches wind and yeah. shuts you the fuck down. And then, yeah. And I, then got, I gotta pack in the swearing here, because it didn't do much in the first half of the show. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. 
fuckity fuck. Well, fucky, they're, do, fucky, they're rebooting fuck. Chrono Trigger with Rian Johnson as his developer. He's never made a game before. Oh, okay. He's a guy did Looper. It's a time travel movie. <gasps> Read about it on the internet. <laughs> Moves all right. <laughs> Sure. Should I read uh, some from our comments? Yeah, you read a couple from the comments and then we'll uh, go back to this. Although I think on the comments people were a little more long-winded. Slightly more long-winded. Um, Handy says, I'd, I'd like to say, or I would say I'd like to see a Streets of Rage come back, but I've had games like Scott Pilgrim to scratch that itch. Then I was going to suggest Bomberman, not horrible, gritty, act zero Bomberman, but regular cute Bomberman, with lots of little customizable costumes and Aww. online multiplayer. But this has apparently already happened this gen, and I completely missed it. So I'm going to suggest a super gritty reboot where Bomberman is now an Al-Qaeda member. (laughs) It will be a a PSN title made by that game company and will have only one level and no obstacles. It will be called Suicide Bomberman. Uh, Obviously a douche says, I obviously want a new gritty Bubsy game. (laughs) Obviously. Yes, second. Second. Man, I would love gritty versions of every game that we ever loved. Uh, Sin Koalas says first game that popped into my head was Strider also it's one of the first games I can very vividly remember finishing great game great game could it be grittier you know technically the reboot we could make it grittier yeah Marvel vs. Capcom 3 we can gritty it nah I don't know it's the same thing the sword comes out and it's pushing it doesn't count I want to see a grittier Max Payne a grittier Max Payne I want to see a grittier <laughs> Condemned, because I really think that would be a good... Yes. I really feel like it wasn't dark enough. It's just Literally you, you swimming through shit while just mainlining whiskey uh, into your ear. You don't, you don't beat hobos to death, you actually shove the lead pipes down your throat, and the camera dollies down with them so you can see like the entirety of their guts, and then it comes out their asshole. This is good. Man. Yeah. No, yeah. I, think, I think that's a pretty gritty reboot. Yeah. Let's, let's make it grittier. Uh, e. Hyundai says... More particle effects, too. For the question of the week, I was thinking Morrowind, but Morrow Oblivion and Squind already exist, whatever the fuck those are. Skywind, I'm guessing, because Morrowind. Yeah. Already exists, so I would... Ah, clever. I would say the first two Elder Scrolls games, Arena and Daggerfall. I'm a massive fan of 3 and 5 and have tried... Or 3, 2, 5. have tried going back, but the gameplay is so ridiculously antiquated, I can't play it. Here, here. You know, I never played Arena. I did play Daggerfall. They're both free. Um, You can get them both online from Bethesda and they are both kind of difficult to play. They are. Well, even in DOSBox. Uh, yeah. Daggerfall had that weird thing where you like had to hold down the mouse uh-huh. and the, the button and, and move the mouse to swing your sword. And yeah. Like an I interesting idea, but ugh. I played it, but I never actually beat it because I think I got too angry at the mechanics. Mm. Given I didn't <coughs> live through early PC gaming and have been babied by early 2000s console games, I just wish I could break through the outdated gameplay to enjoy the overall experience. Ah, and then the next one is here, here. So, <laughs> an excellent answer from CB Rodella. Uh, CB Radio? Uh, can I read another? A sure, sure, sure. Go. Uh, Dr. Blanca, and I think a few other people said this, but uh, I want Time Splitters to be remade, damn it. Ooh. Uh, make sure to include all 200 plus characters. Uh, Darth Ender X says Legacy of Kane. Uh, I actually enjoyed Legacy of Kane, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. But I, I feel like it's not. I don't know. A few of these, I, I've said, Fatal Frame, like, is the same. I feel like it's not that old, so it still isn't terrible to go back and play it. But I also haven't replayed Legacy of Kane in like a long time. So, hmm. uh, Legend of Lagaya says Sir w- Wiki Freaky. Oh, I like that one. It was like an RPG where you're chaining together uh, martial arts moves huh. during battles. I haven't played that one. Never heard of it. What was it for? It was for PlayStation. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, did you see did you read one by Cactus Sundial Paisley? No. 
Because Cactus Sundial Paisley Great also name. said, I would love to see the Time Splitters series revived. Huh. For me, Time Splitters 2 is one of my favorite games as a teen. Its goofy take on the shooter genre was relieving when more hardcore shooters were becoming the dominant trend in gaming. A mix of locales and time periods allowed for so much creativity by the developers, I probably spent endless hours playing that series. And yeah. uh, Dango Mushi says, question of the week, I would love to see Daytona USA updated for the 3DS. Interesting. <laughs> it could include all of the arcade slash Saturn slash Dreamcast tracks, plus a few new ones, also in mirror form. Online play, of course, and players could customize the graphics on their cars. That's very specific. Uh, Odie, et, et, uh, well, it's not Odie Etsy, but it's Odie Esty. Odie Etsy is excellent. <laughs> Halo Odie Etsy? Oh, Odie. <laughs> you, you drop, you drop no. in from orbit and make crafts to sell online? It's, it's, spelled, <laughs> out, it's spelled out as Odie Esty. Uh, Plushy wow, Master okay. Chief? Uh, Majora's Mask for the 3DS so I can play it. Also Metroid Prime for the 3DS and Sunshine for the 3DS. Everything for the 3DS. And then he says, also maybe an SMT, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, pack of some sort. DDS, SMT3, Raidu, all the ones that are hard to find. They got that new one that's coming so, out. Yeah, there's one that's coming out uh, next, not next, is it next week? Uh, is it next week? Maybe. I think, I think it's it soon, be. but yeah, yeah. It's soon yeah. Sounds to me like someone owns a 3DS. Yeah. Uh, I don't own a 3DS, but I do love the Shin Megami Tensei games, so I would agree This with guy that. who wishes there were games for it. Anyway. Uh, uh, Juice and Pancake says, give me a sexy HD remake of Plock. I know this doesn't exactly fit the question, but all of the DuckTales talk really got me bonered for my Plock dream. Bonered for my Plock dream. Okay. That's my new gamer tag. I didn't make a terrible band name, by the way. Uh, Lucky Seven says I've been waiting for Grim Fandango with HD redone visuals and updated mechanics since forever. Also, War of the Monsters. Hmm. Uh, that Super was a fun one. Gi- Super Giraffe says if it's a remake like Ducktales, then I'd like to see the Dark Forces slash Jedi Knight games with new graphics. If we mean remakes like we see in films, then I'd like to see Star Tropics brought back. It deserves a second chance. Jedi Knight might actually happen just because apparently after LucasArts closed, I, I glimpsed a story that was talking about how Raven, I guess, uh, released the source code for Jedi Knight. So huh. now it's going to be a fan project. So it's going to awesome. happen. Yeah. But that is uh, a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Storm One says, I'm going to go out on a limb here to, to be more specific, the old decrepit limb that is the Sega Genesis, and say that I want a new Shining Force game, damn it. Now, I'm not talking about the lame hack-and-slash games that they tried to pass off as Shining Force on the PS2. I'm talking okay. about the old turn-based ones. Man, I miss those. Yes, I agree. Those were great on Saturn, especially. You ever heard of Fire Emblem? Yeah, well, similar, similar, but it's not the same. It's by the competition. <laughs> uh, let's see. Please Daddy No says... with <laughs> <laughs> Says, please Daddy No. <laughs> ah, funny that. Uh, with Disney closing down my beloved LucasArts, it's not so inconceivable that Tim Schafer will get his most ardent wish. I might finally see more swashbuckling insults and comebacks in Monkey Island. Day of the Tentacle is ready for a reboot also. Aren't there Monkey Island sequels by yeah, Telltale? They're, Telltale. Yeah, yeah, they're doing them. Hmm. They, also, they did a HD remix of the original. Yeah, so it's been mm, rebooted in true. pretty much every way it can uh, be. Triscitable says, I think that of all the franchises, Sonic is due for a reboot. Reboot. Get rid of all his stupid friends, give him a visual makeover that is less edgy, and make it more kid-friendly. Basically, just take Sonic Generations and subtract everyone from it that is not classic Sonic or, Sonic or Tails, sell it on XBLA, PSN, and Nintendo eShop. So I propose we nuke the terrible Sonic franchise, all of its original characters and slash fix, and start anew with 
with a new Sonic reboot. I don't think you can remove it from all the terrible characters in Slash Flicks. Those will continue to populate DeviantArt for years. Oh, Those are 90% gross. of the franchise. Oh, and now, now you know DeviantArt. Oh, did I say I didn't? I Remember, lied. guys, your name, the Hedgehog. Your That's name, what the, franchise the Hedgehog. Is. Um, Look it up. So he's basically saying, please make a Sonic game again. Please make a Sonic game that's like the Sonic games I remember from my youth. Mm. Spent in the hills of Borgravia. I don't think that's a country, is it? It should be. (laughs) Um, You know those Micro Machine games? I want more of those. Continue. Yeah. There's one on iOS. It's terrible. Uh, Door-to-door knife sharpener says, uh, as soon as I saw your question of the week, the first thing that sprang to mind was the Fantasy Star series, Fantasy Star series, especially the second one, with its Blade Runner-esque world and futuristic environments to which pitch black, I can't pronounce anything, (laughs) airplane, airplane, airplane. To its pitch black and crushingly depressing story, the game just needs a fresh new coat of paint, and that will make my day. Okay, I would need some new battle mechanics and a tweak on that goddamn difficulty, and someone besides Sega would need to do it because those guys would just fuck it up. <laughs> I did like the, the Fantasy Star games. Really? I Early I, ones. I totally thought people didn't like those, but I, I never played Fantasy them. Star Online, and then like... I never played Fantasy Star Online. I thought Online. people hated... Wow, I was totally... No, Fantasy Star Online was really good. I totally had the wrong impression of those. And then all the later ones, like Fantasy Star Universe was supposed Fantasies, to be terrible. Uh, Maybe that's what I heard about. Fantasy yeah. Online's, or Fantasy Star Online 2 is free to play. You can play that right now still. Oh, interesting. On guy I follow on Twitter. Can I do that? I also think my Best brain, <laughs> when, I, when I said I like Fantasy Star... Uh, I was thinking Star Ocean. I don't know why, but I did enjoy the first couple of Star See, I was Ocean thinking games. Of Star Tropics. <laughs> yeah, Fantasy Star Universe. I remember uh, a coworker from the early days of Games Radar was totally into the idea of it, and then like a week ago, he's like, "Oh God, this is awful. I have to get out of it." And so I heard him on the phone with customer service. It's like, "Yes, I want to cancel my subscription. I want to cancel my subscription because it sucks." <laughs> uh, Stabby Joe says. Battletoads, HD upgrade, local and online co-op with other and other options like classic, hard, and or easier slash infinite continues modes. Yeah, you know, everybody seems to want a Battletoads remake. That's that's one to pester rare about. Fuck Battletoads. I'm sorry, Aww, GameStop. Battletoads. GameStop made me super bitter towards Battletoads. No, they're feeling. Why did people keep calling? Them oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. It got so bad that finally one of us just brought in a copy of Battletoads to have behind the counter. So you'd be like, yes. Yes, we have Battletoads. No yeah. joke. Son of a Come bitch. get it. A, oh, no, sorry. Come get we it, sold you son it. of a bitch. It's $100. I'm putting it on reserve We'd always catch them. It's you. like, okay, only if you can fucking name the Battletoads. What were their names? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, I read this well, on Well, that was game. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rash, Pimple, and Zits. Zit, yeah. Get it the fuck right. Dumbasses. Fuck on, you. Anyway, I was, I was I'm, on I have somethingawful.com and someone just told me to do this. I anyway. have so much rage towards Hey, do you have stairs in your house? Uh, stupid sexy wild femshep says it's time for a new F Zero. Is it? Stupid is it really? wild sexy femshep uh, sees no daddy, please. <laughs> <laughs> How long's it been since GX? A decade, Pl- please Nintendo. I don't. I don't like the PLS. PLS Nintendo, <laughs> reboot it. I'll it's buy a plus. Wii U then, maybe. Please, please pulls, pulls Nintendo. I love PLS. It's best. Um, Asbestos says, I would like to see Deus Ex Human Revolution, but be remade with a different lead character. Maybe a woman with a completely cybernetic body and purple hair. You'd have accompanying characters to help you with investigations and missions. While in combat, you can sneak around enemies with thermo-optic camo suits, but the game would be slightly more action-oriented. 
the levels would have to be more open in order to be traversed acrobatically instead of sneaking around in vents. You've thought a lot about this. You would have solo missions, but others Mm -hmm. would require commanding a small squad or an accompanying talking Tachikoma tank. Ah, there it is. Basically, I want a Ghost in the Shell game made in the style of Deus Ex Human Revolution. Can you show me your design document you've clearly written? Yeah, it seems so (laughs) obvious since Ghost in the Shell's been doing the whole Deus Ex thing, and way more interestingly, years before Deus Ex came on the scene, Mike... Oh, man, this guy. This <laughs> I'm trying guy. to bait a response from Mike Graham. Oh, man. I, I was literally staring at you in shock the whole time. Like, man, this guy's really thought this out a terrible way. But then he comes to his conclusion. It's like, wow, uh, you're so wrong. He's, just, he's, he's literally just trolling you. It wasn't very good. but mm-hmm. Which I mean a, a literal troll. Just, was it a PS1 game? I think you were... You there there was a, a PS1 robot. game. There was like one or two PS2 games. Mm. Yeah, and the PS1 game, like you wanted to play as Makoto. Yeah, and, no. and then See, you're, no, you're, you're not playing as that. the Fuchikoma or Tachikoma yeah. or whatever. This, this falls into that thing that I think young people, but anime fans in particular, get into where they get into something that they enjoy and they think that's the thing that created what it is. And guess hmm. what? You know, there's this thing called Blade Runner. Uh, you may have heard <laughs> of it. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. These things were all very important in defining Ghost in the Shell. In fact, there's a new game called Cyberpunk based on a tabletop game of the uh, same name. Shadowrun? No, Cyberpunk oh. 20 something. Oh, also, the Shadowrun Kickstarter looks really good. Also, for talking oh, yeah. about Masamune Shiro anime, I was always more partial to Appleseed. Of course you were. Well, manga, really. Of course you were. Yes. I'm only in black and white. I won't I won't touch the recolored stuff. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Next we'll be doing it to Akira and Marvel will put it out. <laughs> Fuck a Gaijin ruining my culture. <laughs> uh, Zargi says, I was going to say Riven, but that's already happening. I was going to say Grim Fandango, but a previous commenter already got to it. So I don't really have anything much to add. An HD version of Locomotion would be nice, though. I don't get why you need to upgrade Grim Fandango. That still looks fine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it does still it look pretty good. Totally mm-hmm. playable. Like, like, like Psychonauts I played recently. Still, peop- still just as good. People like, are saying Mist and Riven, and those games still look fine to me. So. But they yeah. still suck, is the problem. Rude. <laughs> I Mist is grew up playing Every those platform. games. I love those games. Yeah, but yeah, Mist, up, yeah, updating Mist doesn't make any sense. I you played can play those Mist games on with your my fridge. daddy. Oh. Because oh. I was like. Five or six, and could not figure out the puzzles. <laughs> well, have you have you tried to play Mist recently? I have not. Like even real Mist looks kind of like shit now. Really? Yeah. Well, it is compressed video on a CD. But have you ever played the Mist parody game Pissed, featuring John that. Goodman? I remember that as, no. as King Mattress. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> There's a character in the name called Hacker X. Of course uh, there is. I bought uh, it at Kmart when there, I was a child. There's a link. To the he's gonna say the whole I was gonna say Riven but that's already happening. He included a link, the Starry Expanse project rebuilding Riven. So it's apparently a Kickstarter. If you want to go check that out, I don't. Maybe it's not. I don't know. They're just saying there's oh. money on the side. Total donated so far. So Ooh. help fund the product. I, I don't know. If you, I'm uh, really more worried about their time and what they're spending you, it doing. There's a bunch of picture of. Nokia screens. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with those because I don't, I don't have time to to oh read this God. whole thing right now. But anyway, go check out the Starry Expanse project if you're a big fan. Of so it. no one sure. else wants a new Bushido blade. No one. Um. Well, Arch Knight Two Fifty Six has something interesting. Uh, Low G Man. There's a reference. <laughs> I've never heard any game journalists talking about it. Journalists, sorry. Yeah, yarnalists. Yarnalists. 
But it was a favorite of mine on the NES. Basically, you're a guy who can jump really high because of low G gravity. You're also a man. Yep. And you have a gun blade to downstab evil robots. I never beat it because the seventh level boss throws anti-health potions like they were on sale. Seriously, who fucking invented anti-health potions? <laughs> that is dumb. Bastards. I would call those like poison flasks. I mean, poison. if they're anti-health yeah. potions, they're just, they hurt you. So they're just That's like saying a health pack is an anti-death pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something out of an L. Ron Hubbard novel. <laughs> How did you take your anti, anti-death pill today? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he drank his. Uh, he, was it drink water? <laughs> he thought the thoughts with his human brain. <laughs> uh, stop talking with your face mouth. Uh, Laser Time <laughs> says, uh, "I totally agree about Strider and Bushido Blade. These uh, need to happen." Oh, thank you. Uh, but he also you. says, you, "I always like Soul Reaver. Maybe a new Tenchu, similar to Tenchu Z, but maybe a new engine instead of the same one since the first game." Uh, yeah, cool. Hmm. I want a new auto model lease to J- Capcom. Jay Marcella. Zero Nine says, "Missed in the Journeyman Project, my life would be complete." Journeyman Project actually yeah. is being remade. Oh, well, there you go. I'd like to see. I think it's time to revisit Angry Birds. Honestly, um, yeah, time for a gritty <laughs> reboot of Angry Birds. <laughs> Real yeah. gritty. If you guys can load up that <laughs> movie, the koala getting punched in the face that's wearing the glasses. That's what I want to do to Tyler. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> if we could just revisit Dishonored because that was a really cool world. Yeah, can we get like an HD remake of Dishonored? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 fun times. Uh, it's, it's, called, uh, it's called Thief by Eidos. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Godfather says, WWF No Mercy for the N64. Come to think of it, if they just re-released the game with the sole edition of online support for Royal Rumbles, I would drop $60 without even batting an eyelash. They won't do that, though, because you get to make whatever I don't know. Want. I mean, in the time you're putting your credit card in, or if you're buying it at a store, like you're going to blink. <laughs> um. So... I know that we're still reading these. I don't actually have any more to read, but Tyler mentioned Thief, and uh, he yeah. can actually talk about that now. That's, oh, really? That's a thing. Uh, yeah. he's, grabbing, he's grabbing a beer right now, so I probably should have waited a second. <laughs> For a second, I thought you meant that they were remaking Thief. Um, in, in fact, they are. Well, yeah. We've already mentioned that. Oh, okay. Well, but uh, yeah, just maybe if we want to talk short about on that time, for just a second. Well, you know, I don't really have a lot to say because I saw a hands-off demo that was, I don't want to say scripted because that sounds like the game is scripted, but I mean, it was choreographed. The guy playing it yeah. had done mm-hmm. this over and over. So going through it, Idos is going there assuring me like, no, no, it's just like Thief. There's so many ways you can do this. It just he's going through it like it's totally scripted because... He's done it so many times. I'm like, I'll take your word for it, but I'll tell people that I took your word for it. But it looks beautiful. It's on a modified Unreal Engine 3. And I think people expect... Not Unreal 4. I know. I think people go like, well, we thought that Unreal 4 demo. Why isn't it on that? It's not going to look as good. But if you remember the Unreal 3 Samaritan demo, like what they told me is that... Or actually, Chris Roberts told me. Uh, Chris Roberts made Wing Commander. I talked to him too because I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> brag, 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 brag. He told me that uh, Unreal 4 is really more of a developer and sort of improvement, and Unreal 3 can look just as good. Um, and it does in the case of Thief. Like, wow. I saw a theme, a scene where like every raindrop was a particle and, mm. uh, and things got dynamically wet. It just looked so cool. Um, Sounds like the tagline for your vanity album, like, every raindrop a particle. Yeah. It's like if John Elton was an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to sound like I'm just sort of... Uh, um, you know, defending this thing. Because people are worried about <laughs> it. They don't want it to be... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, people 
people are naturally worried about reboots, and that's kind of what I said in my preview, is that like we look back at things, and reboots challenge nostalgia. They challenge history. They pull yeah. something out of the past and criticize it and say, I can improve on this, and that scares people, and for good yeah. reasons, because a lot of reboots suck. So uh, fear is totally good. I will say Idos is definitely almost like endearingly insecure. Like the director of the game said to me afterward, like, so in his French Canadian accent, uh, is it a thief game? Is it? And I'm like, he's asking you, you, you tell me, dude, you're, you, you're making it, you, you're making it. but they, they really are like, they really want the fans to be happy with this. They're worried. That, Which is great. Yeah. Well, cause of course people are going in their forums going, you're going to dumb it down and making it a COD console crap. Thief invisible war. Yeah. Well, that's what they said about the thing like is, Deus Ex was a good re- except yeah. for the boss battles, a very good reboot of Deus Ex. Yes, yeah. but I, I, I was thinking um, like they said the same things with uh, Thief Deadly Shadows, which mm-hmm. strangely enough was not for DS. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but like, that now, was a console that gave it a third person view. People well, like yeah, that. but at the same time, like that's another one. People, a lot of people look back mm-hmm. on that and think it was uh, brilliant. I mean, like Shellbridge Cradle is often brought up as like one of the scariest. Uh, scenes in oh, like any game last gen. So you know what? I, I just want to give them a chance. I just want to tell other people like every time you see a reboot, you don't have to freak out and go, "They're going to ruin it. They're going to make it some modern, too easy crap." Because you know what? They're actually worried about the same things you are. They, hmm. they you think they don't want to live up to you know what's yeah, come they, before? They want very badly to uh, make you happy, so that you want to give them their money instead of saying, "This is crap. I'm just going to pirate it." And at the same time, like, yes, they can't appeal to only the niche that likes original Thief games. Do do you know how much the budgets have changed for games like this? Like, this isn't a game in 1998. Like, if they want to have any return on investment, uh, they they do need to make it appeal to more than just you. Sorry. Mm. You want them to cater to only you? Yes, but as a narcissist, Tyler, I can't abide a world in which everything does not appeal directly to me. It's just, it's not viable to appeal only to you. Like, sorry, like, they won't make money doing that. But they'll they'll get $60 out of me. That'll cover their costs. Uh, I've never worked a day in my life, and I get up when the (laughs) sun is warm and play video games all day. I I know everything about living. I tell my parents what I want, and they buy it for me. They could make it just like Thief 2. They could, but that would be a low-budget game by today's standards because they would be using Unreal 2, <laughs> you know? And, like... Losers. Yeah, like, no, they're not going to do that. They have of course to, not. They're, they're spending millions of dollars on this. Like So, anyway, I just say don't just assume they're going to do a great job. Give them a little benefit of the doubt. They want to... And know that they want to do a good job. And if the game sucks, we'll say it sucks. Um but right now, it's looking kind of kind of cool. So I'm, you know, as we are always cautiously optimistic about reboots. Please look forward to it. Excuse yeah, me. I do look forward to trying it. Well, I have just one question. Yeah. Do you have a quarter? Oh, I'm sure I do. Oh, yes, we are going to do a... <laughs> yes, we are celebrating quick and the dirty debate. triumphant oh. return of our randomized debate format. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, what are you, Elizabeth from Bioshock? I know, I wish we had that sound. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm going to flick this to Michael. Ting! <laughs> He just threw it at his face. (laughs) I didn't know how to do it. It's so satisfying. I'll grab that sound and throw it in there and then maybe get rid of the part where I say you threw it at his face. Flip, flip, slap. Like for the, oh, so good. the sound effect for every time I talk. I watch that. If you are like on the other side of a wall, whatever she throws you will just go straight through the wall. It's true. Uh, and I found this hot dog in the cobblestones. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I found some. Uh, I found some whiskey in a box of chocolates. Do you want this? Meanwhile, like crash. Booker is like <laughs> ripping someone's head off. Booker, Booker, I found this. Booker, found- look some money. It's like I'm murdering twenty people right now, woman. I like how even up to the very end, she's you murder somebody brutally with that sky. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, lady, you've seen me do this a million times. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> Oh, she's so I did sensitive. this five times before breakfast. You didn't bat an eyelash. And now you're suddenly like, Ugh. oh my god, girl, and I'm squeamish. Doing talking this for a deep you, voice. <laughs> yeah, girl. That, she has a very weird. I'm voice. Elizabeth from Bioshock. <laughs> I know. I can't believe the voice actor they chose. Was I know, a gravelly right? old man. It's yeah. so weird. It's just strange. Like, it I, just doesn't fit the character. I mean, model. you know, I I still Booker, feel like I need to protect Booker, that character. I found this but. coin. <laughs> still feel like I need to protect that character just in a different way. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So weird. our debate topic this week, uh, in honor of Ebert's passing, are games art? <laughs> now, this is a very stupid debate because it's one that's largely been settled. But just the same, we're going to carry it out in honor of the old man mm-hmm. playing Elizabeth. Uh, so <laughs> randomly assigned roles. We'll start with right you. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly assigned roles, we'll start with you, Anne. Heads or tails, which one's which? Uh, heads is games are art, tails okay. is games are not. Michael, I think we all know it's always heads. <laughs> it is always heads. And it is heads. Woo! <laughs> games are art. Okay, heads, heads, heads. This is me. Let's say it's tails. <laughs> I knew it would be heads. Tyler, heads. Oh what my god, this? if they are all going to be heads, oh my god. <gasps> tails! Ah, damn it. Wait, so which Tales which? the Fox. Uh, Mike and I believe that art is, uh, or games are not art. Okay. And you and Tyler uh, believe that games are art. Well, well. Games, games have proven that they are a medium all on their own. And it's very easy, especially with games that are coming out now, where people look at them as forms of art uh, beyond just being entertainment. But games games are entertainment, and they're entertainment that's designed by committee and so by are, very large so teams. So are movies and books, and people consider those yeah, art, but too. but movies and books have a clear vision from one auteur, like a director, for example. If you want to get into whereas a games have theory. creative directors who are basically just the center of the whole process but they they don't really have complete authority over every little thing but they You're have they have teams it. movies have teams of people that work on them too there's the people who direct it there are the people who write it i mean these are all things that multiple people work and on and you're talking about big budget games there are games made by yeah. one person that's true. Entirely. Small, Those games aren't smaller, art either. The smaller games tend to be more artistic. I mean, look at well, Journey. That's that game company is a relatively small team and mm-hmm. and those that, game flow, that exhaustively flower, focus tested, I'm sure, every every idea that they had. Oh, um, and movies don't focus test. Well, but movie, well, not every movie focus test. That's not, not every. every movie. I'm, I'm sure tests. Amor doesn't focus test because if it had, it would not have existed. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we've come to though is the where the argument always goes is that you can't judge an entire medium by specific examples yeah. because if you're telling me. That every Adam Sandler film is a piece of art worthy of artistic <laughs> then critique. Or, or every you. Michael Bay film, for that matter, which it is, um, because I have to be completely uniform in this but, side you of you know, the argument. Let's get to the real part of the argument, which is semantics. What is art, man? How can you even define uh, it? Art Man is a host of a show. <laughs> art Bell. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, Artman isn't a Mega Man villain. What? Are you, what? No, Art Man. He's he hosts a show where he goes around and talks to drunk people. I don't people. actually know who that is. Somebody make that. As Ebert would have said, troll, 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 troll. Games aren't art. Troll, troll. Get mad at me, troll. Uh huh. No, he totally said that. <laughs> That's exactly what many words. He used the word troll a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like his, uh, okay, kids, go ahead and play on my lawn headline when, you know, he finally caved and divested himself of the sacred notion that games are not art. <laughs> Wait, yeah. are we done with our debate now? Is this what? No, this, I'm, gonna... I'm still playing. Oh, okay, part. okay, okay. I'll make one point real quick. Okay. All right. So if there's one thing of playing Infinite Bioshock really uh-huh. drilled shock, home for me. Shock Finite. Shock Finite. Shock Finite Bioshock. Ken, Ken Levine has a story to tell, and the story is, I guess you would say in some ways, sci-fi art E. He does try and do things that are a little, I would say some people might consider high-minded, but it conflicts horribly with the fact that it is a AAA shooter that is ultra-violent and very conventional in nearly every way, and you have these two very different ideas that are just sitting in the same room. And it works well, and it's a good game, but at the same time, mm. I feel like there's this split between what so, it wants to be and what it has to be to be a marketable Are product. you saying mm-hmm. that that there's no other form of art that is both high-minded and ultra-violent? Absolutely not. Well, I but actually just, felt that he was using ultra-violence uh, as part of the message of the game. I thought... Oh, and I what was that, that message? Well, uh, if I say that, that message is, hey, pay $60 for this game. <laughs> well, I can't... See, my argument is neutered by the fact that I can't spoil Bioshock Infinite here. This is a truth fact. But I really do think the... I mean, okay, Bioshock uh, and Bioshock Infinite, they both deal with extremes and the dangers of extremes. Mm. And so part of it is uh, showing that, you know, two sides of something can be equally bad. and, and Two so, sides of a coin, you might say. I might say. <laughs> so so but what having, if- having Booker be very violent, I think, is actually important. To the game, uh, I guess it did not need bloody executions uh, where you rip people's heads off and stuff. Mm. So where hey, does Redneck Rampage but that's fun. fit in with hey what guys, you're talking about? Every time Elizabeth flips you the coin, it's always heads when you look at it. Oh! I actually didn't check that to make sure, but I just every time I made sure to look, I'm like, oh, it's a head. I've actually oh, it's been a head wondering again. about. Oh, that. it's a head. Uh-huh. But I don't know uh-huh. if that's true or if that's uh-huh. just every time I yeah, paid it attention. It probably to it. is, and they, they they parlayed that laziness into a message. Ha! 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 And and how about uh, that was well uh, put, Mark. Former, <laughs> former, former Bioshock developer Steve Gainer, who I talked to. Uh, geez, I don't know why I'm talking like this for this point, but yeah. he's this is a public a game. space, so you can't drop these names all over the hey. place. People are trying to watch <laughs> a game you. called you, Gone. You need me to pick that up for you? I think you Home. dropped it. <laughs> well, actually, I was just trying to get to a game called Gone Home, in which you explore a house. And Speaking talk. of oh, Gone God, Home, this again, Art. I wish you would. Art. Dear Esther, Go home. Art. That's where I live, bro. <laughs> Damn it! I sleep yeah, under this table in this I'm going to walk around an island in the New Hebrides and some guy's going to talk about drunk driving. That's yes, art. some guy with a beautiful accent is going to talk to me and, and say very oh. deep things and I'm going to have to infer a story. That's art, bitch. There's Dear no inferring. Esther, He's literally my, telling <laughs> My check from the Screen Actors Guild hasn't cleared yet. I have to slum it in this game for a little while. <laughs> I think what's really funny about this whole debate is that like uh, uh, in art school we talked about 
I, I studied illustration. Ooh. Ooh, you went to art school. That's, that's not something to go and be proud of. That's something your dad's disappointed in you for. <laughs> but, ooh, my dad's disappointed in me. <laughs> my father didn't approve of the Canadian art school I went to. Nah, he went to school here in San Francisco. He's not even Canadian. No, but it, it's just funny that this argument's happening because this argument has happened with stuff that's totally accepted now. Like, I, I studied illustration, and illustration is often commissioned and you uh, it's you know it's about uh, communicating a point often for like an editorial or something mm-hmm. and fine artists who appeared in galleries said no that's not art that's just draftsmanship and this argument got all played out and now of course we would like we would call like someone who illustrates children's books an artist yeah we wouldn't say they're not this is just funny that this argument has happened between these yeah. very insular groups of like i'm a fine artist in a gallery you you illustrate for magazines you're not an artist and then like that's totally gone and accepted that that was stupid there was what's his face uh, alphonse muka that guy who's a fairly exactly. famous illustrator people said he wasn't an artist Right, like, he was the guy that made these amazing drawings, I'm sure you've seen them, you can look him up, if you Google him in church, you'll see you, him. You know his style. You know what he looks like, you know what it does. But anyway, he would make ads for stuff, and he himself hated his illustration work, and was like, this isn't what I really do, this is just something, but that's yeah. what he's known for, it's beautiful and amazing. It's brilliant, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, even even he didn't think it was, so... Yeah. It's, it's just funny that this argument's happened in so and, many different media. And I think it's interesting that you bring that up, that, you know, we have all this stuff by, like, those... Uh, Commercial paintings, like the the posters from like the 19th century in France uh, or the early 20s, whenever, um, like Toulouse Lautrec did that one of like Les Chat Noir. Mm-hmm. These are all advertisements, and yet they're framed as art everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, okay, it's prints, but they're generally regarded as like because wow, regardless is, of the commission, classic. an inspired artist is an inspired artist, yeah. regardless of why they made it. It that doesn't matter. Um, and the art world hits it does populism. matter, but yeah. <laughs> It matters why they made it, but that context becomes interesting to us as time goes on. So I think like the context of Bioshock Infinite, when it was made, who it was made by, will become more interesting to us as time goes on. And people are going to look back at these artifacts of video games and go, what an expression of the time. This was a great piece of art. So it's funny how time really defines art in many ways. We look back at Myst and we can probably think, like, what an interesting expression of like this era of technology coming into homes and all the things associated with that, the idea of people and books and video screens, like it feels more artistic looking back of it at it in the context of the time it was made. It feels like how can we market a product on a CD ROM? This is how <laughs> But that, that horribly be- compressed video. It becomes a weird artistic expression Million when you look it. at it in context. Yeah. Anyway. Much better than the manhole. Funny argument. Ha. Ha. Sorry, I've been really busy reading this Starry Expanse page. <laughs> I was interested as to why they were showing a bunch of pictures of the Nokia, so I had to read it. Right. I missed the whole end of that debate. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I think it's Who been won? settled. Uh, <laughs> Tyler made a nice point. I Good go job, Tyler. Yay. Then I think Game, context. You've really convinced me. Games are art. Yay. Games have Yay. music, visuals, and writing. None of those things are art independently. Why would they be art yeah. when put together? Actually, really... The end of the argument is it doesn't matter. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's it, all there is to it. The only the only be. answer you need is Austin three sixteen Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that wraps it up for our debate. Uh, question of the week, uh, in honor of another sad bit of news this week. What was the LucasArts game that you have the fondest memories of? It doesn't have to be your favorite, but maybe one game that uh, you have just very vivid recollections about. 
I guess I guess for me I'm gonna say Day of the Tentacle just because I think really? that was the one of the first really funny games mm. that I played and I remember like showing it off to friends and trying desperately to like show my creepy depressed girlfriend like the the girl in the <laughs> game who's like I can't my psychologist says I can't touch sharp yeah. objects and, and like, really you were trying to tell her something yeah not not getting to not being able to get to that point but and she was like Michael why don't you break up with me and you were like I don't wanna <laughs> <laughs> that's what Hoagie says Max, in the game no one I don't wanna Max Addicts <laughs> A most righteous, do- whatever the hell he says about that. There's like that weird portrait of like Max from Sam and Max, like wearing a powdered wig. That's right. Yeah. And and he just like walks up to him and is like Max Addicts, and then he says like something awesome about him. <laughs> Gotta play that again. Yeah, me too. Just uh, to, so I can remember. It really sounds like a schoolyard. And then he said something awesome about yeah, him. And then yeah. it was so cool. You have to come over to my house and see yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So you can hard. you can play as Bernard Bernoulli for a while. <laughs> I think Anne and I will probably both say The Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, that or uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. Good one. Cool. Really great game. For me, it's definitely Monkey Possibly Island. Possibly the best one. Yeah. Because that was, that was the one that, like Michael said, I had to show my friends, like, yeah, Guys. no, I and and uh, everyone's so bored love, watching you play. Games. In the, like, <laughs> yes. Just like, okay, no, what you need to do is get this item and put no, it here. No, you have to spit really far. Okay, wait, you play, <laughs> and then you stand over their shoulder and tell them, no, God, no, go, you're get so the, stupid. No, go let. Uh, but I mean, uh, for me, that was one of the first funny games yeah. I played. And well, I guess Space Quest was also pretty funny, but mm, it wasn't yeah. LucasArts, so who cares? Yeah, it's a crap. <laughs> Uh, We're dying LucasArts right now. But yeah, okay. Monkey Island or Knights of the Old Republic. It's hard to say anything about Monkey Island or KOTOR, really, that hasn't been said because everyone loves them so much. Yeah. It's, but, uh, I also want to call it KOTORs of the Old Republic. <laughs> <laughs> KOTORs. Well, that would be very... Knights of the Old Republic of the Old Republic. Yeah. <laughs> I rambled about Sam and Max like last episode. So oh, shit. Sam and... I won't God say damn that. It. But the, uh, Full Throttle, so many good I think, games. was the second. Oh, Full Throttle was so Full good. Full Throttle was amazing. It's just, it's astounding to me. The number of games I played as a kid, and none of them do I remember as vividly as they did LucasArts. And Mark like. Hamill was like half the voice cast in that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the oh, that's so good. So when I was talking to somebody's ambushing the polecats. Well, la di da. Whatever <laughs> shall we do? <laughs> it was so salty and so well done, and it was like, man, I gotta own a motorcycle someday. But now I do. Yeah, and the biker haikus from the end. <laughs> yes. Was that like five weeks on the road, two wheels, an engine, and me? I don't brush my teeth. <laughs> uh, I think Still Tim Schafer's personal one was like. My biker fantasy, or like my high school fantasy, something like that, realized as a game, maybe I'll get chicks. <laughs> <sighs> also, just to mention, the Indiana Jones games. Oh, yeah. I remember I played the heck out of the Atlantis one, and mm-hmm. there was a section where you, I was looking for an item, and you had to open every stupid box. It was a bad section. But you would open a box, and the guy that was voice acting, Indy, would say, it's full of air. And he would do that every single time, except it sounded exactly like when you actually found something. And I was looking for this one item for 20 minutes. I was like, click, click. It's full of (gasps) air. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it just occurred to me as we were having the conversation about uh, KOTORs of the Old Republic, (laughs) that KOTORs of the Old Republic 2 could be compared to, both games could be compared to the first and second Death Star. Because one is finished and one is not. <laughs> and yet both were rolled out as completed products. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a good em- one. The emperor was like, this is a very armed and operational uh, battle station. And he, he, he said it with that same amount of trepidation and uh. And uh, <laughs> he bit, and it's just like with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 that they rolled it out oh. and they're like, this is a complete game. And everybody's like, no, it's not. That's a really this insightful is- analogy. Thank you. No, <laughs> we mentioned the other fan stuff, though. There's those guys that mined all the uh, KOTOR 2 content out and are re-releasing That's it. Tr- oh, currently, really? Isn't oh. it? It should be soon. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to change my answer. It's going to be okay. either Star Wars Galaxies or The Force Unleashed. Punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't even. Punched I just lost dick. all my feet. <laughs> Punched in the dick. <laughs> and my penis. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what, other, what other awful games could we pretend to like? Uh, uh, the dig wasn't terrible, but <laughs> it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, let me just look. How about uh, Loom? Was Loom any good? Ask me about it. Uh, what about it? What's Loom? Ask me about Loom. <laughs> there was the guy in Monkey Island. Yeah. yeah. That's all I know about no, Loom. When we met um, Ron Gilbert, he, he was had the pen, yeah. And I asked him wow. about it. Wow. Did it's he like, say, go fuck yourself? <laughs> he should have. <laughs> I didn't ask him about it. <laughs> we, we were, you, were, you were there, though. Like, he was wearing the button that said, ask me about Loom. And I said, why should I ask you about Loom? He's like, oh, it's that, that wearing... character in Monkey Island. I'm like, oh, I'm shamefully ignorant of your games. I'm sorry. Oh, he was wearing it again when, when we interviewed him uh, a couple months later, or a couple months ago. Mm. I remember I downloaded that game. Sorry. I, I pirated Loom. LucasArts. Uh. <gasps> Shame on you. Download Scum VM. Oh, I downloaded Loom, and the torrent I had downloaded was in Italian, and I was like, nice. "That's all my, all my motivation gone." And I never played. It. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to go into, we could go into their uh, games they published but didn't develop, such as the Mercenaries series, or oh, um, oh so good. Oh. I love the the first mercenaries. They, mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't think they published I, the second one. Did I they? think I only played that the second EA. one. World on Fire. The World first one was amazing. What yeah. was the Western shooter? Oh There's the gosh. first person one. That was it. Uh, Outlaws. Yes. Yeah. Outlaws. That was not terrible. That looked crazy. I have a copy of that that I've never dared to play. I've never I got it off it. the free shelf at work. I don't even know if it'll work on a modern PC. It'd be difficult to find out, but yeah, it's good. I should find out. That was a fun one. Thrillville. Yeah. Yeah, so once again... Off what, the rails? Oh, no. Uh, well, that was the second one. I you know, if yeah. a friend of ours wrote the first one. What? Uh, Greg Orlando, formerly No joke. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, man. I have no he idea what he's doing right never mentioned... Now. I think he's a teacher in New York oh, now. Oh, okay. Good for him. Uh, uh, or uh, I think that was his plan. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Fair Let's enough. go with that. Something he said yeah. he was going to do. Uh, so once again, which LucasArts game do you have the fondest yes. memories of? Uh, you can answer at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or by going to videogameapocalypse.com, finding the article uh, for this episode and commenting there. Also, uh, we're running a contest this week, spe- special for those what? of you who've listened to the end of the show. And we, we mentioned this in last week's episode, but we never ended up yeah, doing it. We forgot the actual... to do it because we saw But hey, it's our 10th episode. Yay! I guess that's something special. Woo! So, woo! so to celebrate. Your 10th week anniversary. Yeah, so to Yay! celebrate, we have a. Is it limited edition? Limited edition. There are none left available to be bought unless you yeah. go buy them on eBay and they are very expensive a there. Monster Hunter 3DS, 3DS case, case yes. from Capcom. It's, it is very pretty. Metallic it's, blue. It's, it's very shiny. It's very shiny. It's pretty awesome. I, um, I use that word a lot this show. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome is an awesome, awesome. word. Awesome. It's totally wicked rad. Mm-hmm. Yo. Well, we're getting off topic. Uh, yes. If you want it, which I know you do because you totally do. you're a big fan of Monster Hunter and also the 3DS covers, if you want it, just tweet the uh, a link to this week's show plus hashtag 
Vigi Game Apocalypse. Or VG Apocalypse, either yeah, of those. Either of those. We'll check them both. Yeah. Uh, and we'll randomly pick a winner from those. Say of you something who tweet. nice about the show. Yeah. We want people to actually get interested in this, so this is, you know. If you wanted to say follow us on Twitter at, at VG Apocalypse and maybe address that tweet to at VG Apocalypse, I won't say it'll improve your chances, but it might make it more likely we'll notice it. Yes. Yeah. So that's our show, everybody. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Hmm. hmm. Well, I just had a great discussion. Sorry. Go to PCGamer.com, <laughs> read my interviews and articles and stuff. I just had a big conversation with Evan Lotti about the end of Bioshock Infinite. If you have uh, finished yeah. it, go ahead and read it. We're not so much explaining the ending, which you can find everywhere. We're giving a critical appraisal of, of how we felt about it, um, which I think is more important, really, because like the mechanics of what happened is one thing but you know whether we liked it is important so read that if you've beat it don't don't go there if you haven't because yeah. it's full of spoilers also your thief preview is up now yeah thief preview and um you i should have a couple interviews one with chris roberts and one mm-hmm. with steve gainer so cool, cool. at pseudobird as per usual but uh, i'm at wikia now so continue Woo! using wikia, wikia. wikia. as if what you can you help using wikia? it well, I'm a community development associate in video gaming. That's Whee! amazing. Uh, if you make uh, Wikia stuff uh, on Wikia for video games, you might interact with me at some point. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. We'll be doing content and stuff on the mainstream, so I'll plug cool, cool, that on cool. my Twitter. All right. Nice. Uh, I'm at BDRN Lewis, and I don't actually have anything going on right now. I will have something going on in like two weeks or so, but that's not up right now so i can't really send you anywhere uh but yeah at peter yarn and lewis on twitter i'm at wikiparas on twitter that's az not easy and you can read my review of ms explosion man and several other ios games uh on maclife.com noise 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 so once again that's our our show that's our show everybody (laughs) see you next week